Welcome to A Word of Influence, episode 16. As we're approaching that episode 20 mark, we'll be feeling good. Uh, today we have Alex Sutton. How you doing, bro? Pretty good, pretty good. And his girlfriend, Sean Waters. You guys know these two. Today, we're going to focus on the manga side of our literature coast at Awoy. But, in particular, it's going to be focused on a pirate one. You know it as One Piece. Now... You might know from like episode one that One Piece is like Alex's favorite next to Dragon Ball and JoJo. Right. Sean has said that her favorite is One Piece. So we're trying to dive deep. First off, your favorite character, Kurt and Farong, you said it was Zoro, right? Yep. Now, tell me why exactly. Uh, Zoro has all the cool moments in the manga. Every, like, <laughs> that's effectively why. Really? He has all the cool moments? Yeah. Why does Zoro, like, even if they don't like the show, they always seem to like Zoro the most? Because he's just generally cool. Everything he does is cool. Because he has swords. Because you just look at him and you're like, that guy's cool. He's got green hair and he uses three swords. What could possibly be wrong with that? It's a sword, though. Like, that, it's just amazing. Like, he has the probably the coolest backstory. What about you? Chopper? As yeah, I look chopper. at a chopper hat. <laughs> Definitely Chopper. Well, what made you like Chopper so much? You can spoil up to time skip, guys. Um, I whenever I started watching the anime, um, it was around the time that Alex and I started dating, and it took me a while to get into it. And you know, I mean, it is. What are they? Past episode seven hundred now? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I had a long, a long time, a lot to catch up on, and. Uh, I was starting to get attached to the characters, but whenever it hit the Drum Island arc and Chopper's backstory, like, I just I completely fell in love with the series, and I bawled my eyes out for three episodes straight. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's where it, uh... I mean, that's where it really, like... Drum Island is the first one that, like, snagged you, though? I mean, I really enjoyed the other ones, but it wasn't until Drum Island that I just, like, it completely sunk its claws, and then I'm like, okay, this is... I just can't this believe that. This series has me. I just can't believe I that, because you're going to get over 100 episodes in and say you're no. not really invested. Well, no, that's not 100 well, episodes. It's not? No. Okay. Alabasta is around the 100 episodes. Well, some people say that like, if you were to get into One Piece, you might want to skip the first four seasons. No, I just fuck don't. that. That's stupid. No, like, that is stupid. Yeah, yeah. do that. Like, that. No, I'm rewatching it right now. We're on episode 794 at this point, by the way. Oh, yeah, I, I, that's how many are. Look up the Drum Island Arc and tell me. I want to say it's like in the 60s. Yeah, like it's like where Nami gets sick, right? And Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah like, that's actually the, one of my favorite parts, though. <laughs> like when they're going to Drum uh, Island. It's all my favorite part. I know um, it's uh, yeah, all it your really favorite is. part. But, but that was that was the point also where like you start to build on the characters themselves and like Whenever Luffy saw Chopper for the first time, he was like, Niku! And Chopper was terrified that Luffy was going to try and eat him, and Luffy was trying to eat Chopper, and, like, that whole thing, like, it had become, like, kind of Luffy's gag at that point, and that's when it really starts to, like, the characters themselves, that's when I started to, like, get super attached to them, and a lot of the ongoing, like, mm -hmm. running jokes and stuff. No, as you said, like, it, it seemed like a lot, because, like, we're at like 862 chapters, or I might be wrong. Alexander. <laughs> might be caught up. But we're just saying, like, if someone knew, do you think that's really overwhelming? It like, is. Like, I, I can say personally, it definitely is. 
It is, it is very overwhelming, but once you get into it, it's like I have all this th that I can consume, all, all this anime and all this manga, and it, it becomes like a jackpot. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I think the problem with me was when I got when I got into it, it was like, well, there's always a chapter coming out every week now, so it's like... Something out like that. No, it's <laughs> not like you're trying to catch up to that yeah. point, and it's like terrible as hell, but what... Let's say, what character, like, doesn't get enough love? I know how we all said they're all dynamic in their own way. Which character do you think doesn't actually showcase what they're capable of doing? Uh, there's 869 chapters right now, by the way. Oh, God. Just touching back on that. Yeah. Uh, anyway. I don't know, Sean. You can go first. I, I, I'm not sure what you mean. Like, do you mean, like, in the fandom? Do you mean, like, in the... In the show itself. In the show itself. Oh, I mean, Oh, well, I don't think any of the crew members... You want me to? No. Who would you say does? Oh, who doesn't get the showcase most? Yeah. I don't know. I would say probably no. I would say Robin, but that's not true at all. It, no. I, it's, uh, yeah. I think everybody it like goes in cycles with the different story arcs. Like there will be different little things that certain characters like highlights that they'll get in each story arc. Yeah. That kind of add to the character, but it won't be every single arc that. Now, do you character. guys en do you guys enjoy that? Like how like some story arcs aren't necessarily focused on e everybody. Yeah, that's kind of a thing for the newer chapters more than anything, which yeah. is after the time skip. So I guess it's like you know since we're sticking to the first half, but like you see it during the war though. Yeah, kinda. well that's just mainly like a Luffy thing. Because mm -hmm. uh, all the rest of the Straw Hats are scattered, so you only see them very briefly. Like you see them after Paramount War. So whenever we like the, everything in Marineford ends, you see little clips in the manga of everyone doing their specific things with their people they're gonna go train with for two years, baby. Mm -hmm. Okay. But that's about it. What's your favorite arc, Alex? Before time skip. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Arlong Park. Arlong. Dang, you always go back to that one. For some reason, like just off air, you always say Arlen Park. Yeah. Because well, uh, that's where they rescue on me. Well, so uh, there's a lot of stuff that I like a lot about the Arlong arc. I just like Arlong as a villain, for instance. Mm -hmm. Like, that's one thing I really like the most. Uh, I kind of like how it develops the world of One Piece because it kind of it, it makes it feel like there's actual scope in the world for the first time. Because, you know, you meet uh, Fishman for the first time in the Arlong arc, yeah. technically. And, and like, um, I just think Arl Arlong is, like, one of the most rounded villains. He's probably the most rounded villain up to that point in the, in the show. Like, he's obviously, like, pretty well developed through Nami. And I want to say that Oda plants the seed for Nami's backstory in, like, Chapter 9 or Chapter 10. Which basically is like Nami says, you know, like I'm gonna buy my buy a village. She says I'm gonna buy a certain village. And she says she hates pirates, and that's why she won't join Luffy's crew is because she hates pirates. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they they kind of just develop this all through up. You know, they get Usopp, they get Sanji, and then they get all the way to you know right after they get Sanji, and she steals the boat and heads back to you know Arlong Park and stuff. So it's like I don't know. They build up to it all throughout the manga until you get to that point and then that's the first real showcase for the Straw Hat Pirates. It's like one of the first real statements Luffy makes. Like he takes out Don Krieg, you know, but when he took out Buggy, like Buggy was kind of small potatoes. When he took out <laughs> Captain Kuro, Captain Kuro was going to come out of hiding. Everybody thought he was dead. 
uh, whenever he took out Don Krieg, Don Krieg had just gotten his ass kicked and sent back from the from the east uh, from the Grand Line, so he was kind of small potatoes too. So like Luffy hadn't really made much of a name for himself up to this point. It was just more like, you know, these straw hat pirates. You know, they're trying to make a name for themselves. And then they get to Arlong Park, and Arlong is like this established warlord who's taking over all these territories, and he's a real dastardly asshole. And uh, Luffy. The fight between Arlong and Luffy is just like one of my favorite moments ever. <laughs> and um, there's just so many classic Luffy moments in the Arlong Park arc. And like, you know, Nami's crying and she finally asks Luffy to save her. And uh, like, those, that line is burned into my mind for the rest of my life. You know, yeah. <laughs> Luffy, Taskite, or whatever. And, and then he puts the hat on her and he walks away. Doesn't say a damn word. Doesn't say a word to yeah, him. Like... Except for, you know, not, not to cry, and then I uh, go, and then the moment whenever he brings down Along Park with the Gunkum Gavel or whatever, it's, yeah, it's just the fucking best. <laughs> it's so great. You know, like, like I said, my dad always always looks at Luffy and goes like, "Nah, I, I don't like him because he just made it rubber." I'm like, "Really? That's actually pretty cool." Like, I mean, <laughs> like when you think about the uh, the Along Park arc too, it's one of the first ones where every Straw Hat, other than Nami at the time has someone to fight like like which is something you'd see happen in every other arc afterwards but you know like Zoro and Hachi for reference like like when Zoro fights Mihawk that's like his ultimate goal is to be better than him and of course he loses but it's the first time Zoro I guess it's not technically just the first time but you know multiple straw hats at once fighting people who are like basically evenly matched with and we see mm-hmm. Zoro come out top. also another badass Zoro moment in Arlong Park, whenever he stands up to Arlong and gets tossed in the river and he's or in the pool and he's bleeding out and shit. I actually like the part where Sanji did that. Like, like get back out there, fucking fight you. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I, I love Sanji so much. I love them all equally. I just like Zoro the best. <laughs> so you're like you said, you're just drumlin. Well, it's either pre time skip. It's either Drum Island or Water Seven. Water Seven. Mm-hmm. Well, would you say Water Seven or Inia Slavi? So that they kind of they're the same thing you know, basically. Yeah. Um. They they lead directly into each other, so yeah. I feel like you can say they're the same arc. I mean, different things happen, but they're basically the same. Yeah, everything things. leads into it, and yeah. like I think Oda did a really cool job with that. Like that was that moment was just great. Like I said, Robin. Like I said, Robin's my favorite character though, just because she's a archaeologist and all like. Anything like that, Tomb Raider or Uncharted, like, it's right up my alley. I'm like, oh. And like, you like the intelligent ladies. Yeah, I love the intelligent <laughs> ladies. Of course I do. The bosom, um, the bosom doesn't hurt either. No. No, no, no. no. Or the legs. Um, Nami's there, there too. Oh, yeah. That red hair. I'm mean, just saying. I, I will <laughs> say that my probably my least favorite art is Impel Down. But that's where huh? you meet my one of my favorite uh, well, characters. Then, so I feel like someone just insulted one of my children. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> like, I'm, but I love all of it. I would just say that that's where you like, meet uh, fucking Jinbei for the first time. Okay. Yeah, I know. You meet two of my favorite characters yeah. in that arc, and she's like, "It's my least favorite." <laughs> so no, how, okay. How how can you say that's your least favorite? Because like I don't know I, that build up is amazing. Like Luffy going like, after his brother. You like Alabasta more than you like Intel. Okay, Down. yeah. I mean. Are you really gonna there tell are me parts that? of Alabasta that I really enjoy, though, and I'm not saying it like I, I hate Impel Down. It's horrible. I'm just. It's probably. I don't dislike if it. If I had to line them up, it. I don't know. I'd probably be near the bottom. I'm not even saying I dislike Alabasta. 
know. I like crocodile. I didn't mean to say yeah. alabasta. I meant to say uh, Skypia. I meant to say Skypia. I like Skypia a lot. You know where the impale down? I mean, I don't... Uh, I don't know. I just don't agree. I don't know. There's just something about Impel Down that I didn't find as enjoyable, but there are, there are also really great moments, and you meet two really great freaking characters. Okay, in okay. Let's let's, start, let's let's bring this back a little bit, because, like, you're going to go... I'm sorry. Why? I don't, no, 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 no. You're fine. You're fine. Let's go back for a second. So, why don't you like the Scott P. art? No, I do, it's not that I dislike <laughs> it. I just feel like it meanders more than anything. Yeah, uh, I, right. I I guess like the part of Skype that I don't really care for. A lot of people give some of the later arcs crap for it. Is it like the plot just kind of gets to like a kind of a stalemate a little bit? Like the the Stray Hats get kind of separated, and then Zoro, Luffy, and Usopp are on that raft floating through the forest trying to find. Yeah. Basically, like the ship gets stranded or whatever, and they're trying to find. But like, I don't know. I just don't care for that arc. I don't care for the bubble guy. The bubble uh, going. Yeah. Like the the NL fight is really great. Once Luffy finally gets that fucking giant ball off his hand, but like the whole the whole time like Luffy's just carrying that giant ball around. So Luffy's like running up the beanstalk, which is hilarious. <laughs> but like he's running up the beanstalk, and then like he falls down the damn thing, and then and I remember reading that, which like I said, I was reading this in syndication, which you you, you said earlier, two years versus twelve years later. <laughs> yeah. Reading something like that in syndication, Sean. Where'd you get down? <laughs> You're fine. We got cats trying to take over the world, guys. Spindy's gonna. Fuck it. <laughs> anyway, like, um, having Luffy fall down the beanstalk and then have to run back all the way up, it, reading that in syndication, I was just like, for fuck's sake, can we just get this guy? Can we just fucking go up there and get him? For Christ's sake. And you gotta wait for the next chapter. It's very reminiscent of uh, Dressrosa, the way Dressrosa was playing out. See, but the thing I really like about Skypiea is, like, it might be kind of drawn out, but, like, the The world, fact that you get to watch it all at once. <laughs> that, and, like, the world building for it, I just think is great, and I just think everything about it, it's just very magical to me. The pony, the the and, lip is the best part about Skypiea. Yeah, <laughs> and, I mean, and then the dials, like, that's when they're introduced, and I think that's really cool. Yeah, the thousands are so bad. Yeah. The are cool. My favorite part of that is their actual discovery that they can get to Scott Pia. Like, just to, like, seeing a ship fall from you, like, yeah. what the hell? I actually, <laughs> I actually liked a little bit, like, the little arc before Skypea better than the actual Skypea arc. Like, mm-hmm. whenever they are trying to figure out how to get there and they run into... Uh, yeah, you know, and, and the then, wolves dancing. The, yeah, <laughs> and then the, 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 that moment the punch happens where Luffy just knocks... The Fuck out of Bellamy, like just you yeah. know TKO one yeah. hit. Like oh yeah, you're the real deal. Like I guess I think Luffy is a really funny character. We'll, we'll get into his character in a second. So Skypea arc is a really key though, right? Because that's when the what are they called? Poneglyph. The Poneglyph. Poneglyph. Yeah. So but we see that in Alabaster first. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. For guy, for you guys that don't know the summary of One Piece, it's about a about Gold Roger who left his treasure in One Piece, and now it started a great big pirate era, and now everyone's trying to find the One Piece. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, it's been a while to sum up the, the story. So, Luffy is what they call part of the new era. I think he's part of he's part of the eleven supernovas, which. Mm-hmm. Worst generation? Yeah, the worst generation, oh. which is like the resurrection 
or the they're carrying on carrying on the legacy of the Great Age of Piracy. Okay, so, so like pretty much the new era, right? Yeah, <laughs> in the sense of that. But those poneglyphs, when you see them, when you see Sky, the one in Skypea, how did they make the connection with Gold Roger? Uh, because I, I believe it literally says it on the poneglyph. Oh, does it? Yeah, I believe it literally says that, and also the tribe. The tribe, the people that they uh, yeah, they, that. they actually talk about uh, Roger coming there and uh, deciphering the poneglyph. I don't I don't remember if they said it was actually Roger that did it or if it was someone in his crew that did it. So the question is this: Is Robin the only person yes. right now that can read it? Well, at least for the Straw Hats. For the Straw Hats, so. yeah. There are definitely other there are definitely other people that can read poneglyphs. Yeah. Especially given what happened recently. In the manga, which we're not talking about. Don't talk about that, because <laughs> I'm actually reading it still. Dude, like, yeah, I'm caught. I got to. I'll probably finish it and go, like, text you guys, like, oh, God. <laughs> but he, he took a week off this week, so you got some time. This week? Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, I don't know what you're talking about. That's just me, but. Oda took a week off. Oda took a week off. Like, they like, like, me. I'm like, I do got vacation coming up. I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, he's been off, like, every couple of weeks lately. I don't know. You don't know, just, uh, yeah. but... I mean, it's like maybe once a month and a half or so, he'll have a week off. That makes sense, but, yeah. um, with that being said, do you guys have any theories about the Pony Ghost? Uh, <laughs> no? I'm not yeah. sure if we can, I'm not sure if we can talk about our theories. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Three times again? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're there before. They're theories of, like, that cover the whole thing. Yeah. And, like... The time skip, they've covered stuff in the, in the time skip, but it's mainly been just world-establishing things. Like, they, only recently they've been touching on Poneglyphs. Like, the everything for Poneglyphs was kind of set pre-time skip. Or, you know, because, I mean, a lot of it is set with Robin. And, like, through her introductory stuff, what her life mission is, whenever we learn, you know, her backstory from when she was a kid and who her mom was and all that stuff. That's when yeah, we look at again. That's when we, when we learn the most about Poneglyphs and, like, the world government and the Void Century and all that stuff. <clears throat> Basically, the Poneglyphs are, like, these giant fucking stone slabs that have instructions written on them for how to find things in the world. And only certain people can read them because it's written in an ancient language uh, that's long dead. No, no. So a lot of, there are a lot of different fan theories about Poneglyphs and uh, the, the, the weapons that they point to. Or they don't. They don't all have to be weapons, but some things that they point to are like Pluton is a weapon. Yeah. They point to, and then there's the Ark that uh, Noah, which is comes from the Poneglyphs too. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, the over-encompassing fan theory is that there is a race of people, or not necessarily a race, like a people that existed before the Void Century. Before the rise of the world government, they basically like had the language that the, that is on the poneglyphs, and they wrote all these things down because they had all these weapons and stuff, and basically like they hid them all throughout the world uh, to teach people how to fight against the world government to use these big, massive weapons in order to, you know, lash out at the the navy, the world government, whatever you want to call it. 
Mm-hmm. Because they're basically ruling the world with an iron fist right now. At least as far as we know. Yeah, as far as you know. That's actually pretty cool. It's like, I've always wondered, like, I think you actually mentioned to me that like, there was a theory and, like, you wrote it down, but I lost the piece of paper. So I was like, what the fuck is it? Like, there's mm-hmm. got to be something with these pony glows that are absolutely amazing that. There is a big thing, but it happens in the Fishman Island Saturday. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's what we're saying. Like, and that will be part of part two. Yeah. And, like, with that being said, like, you know how we talk about how dynamic the characters are mm-hmm. and how great it is? Yeah. What? I always thought, because, like, when you look at the map of One Piece, which you, I don't know if they're in the manga, like, in the earlier versions. They're really, like, really, like, uh, nondescriptive maps in One okay. Piece. Like yeah. they're just kind of rudimentary, but they don't like they don't really make a whole lot of sense. Okay, but my thing is though, you had the North Blue, South Blue, mm-hmm. East Blue, mm-hmm. and West Blue. My thing, like, and we had the Grand Line. The Grand Line is like where everyone goes, and like it's hard. Stuff. It's like in the middle of the sea. I can't really. It's really hard to. It's, it's, it's really in, hard it, to. It's in between the calm belts, right? Yeah, it's in between the calm belts. <laughs> it's in between the calm belts. My question is like. We meet our characters, and then they go straight to the Grand Line. Mm-hmm. I guess Oda felt like we don't want to, uh, he didn't want to progress the story any less. He wanted to progress the story. So yeah. m- my question is, do you feel like it would have been different if he were went to go to, like, each sea? Like, each different sea before it actually went to the Grand Line? I mean... you think that would be different? I, I don't know, storytelling-wise, like... No, because that's where everyone's going in the story is the Grand Line. Yeah, yeah. so like, you know that you're like, going to meet everybody there. Yeah, So. Yeah, and I feel like, the, I mean, the plot definitely would differ if he wasn't. Anyone of importance is going to the Grand Line, yeah. so. Uh, but uh, they actually do go to other parts. Yeah, they go yeah. To especially recently. Mm. They start in East Blue, right? Yeah, they start in East Blue. Yeah. yeah. And then it, where did they... <laughs> they stay in the East Blue and they go to the Grand Line. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. go from the East Blue to the Calm Belt to the to the Grand Line. That's how yeah. It works. Then, okay, never mind. We're not going past. Yeah. No, we're not going past. I was Sorry. just curious. I like it was always been a question like watching it. Like, why don't they go to the other blues? The well, other. Well, a lot of the characters are from the different blues. I want to say Sanji's from the North Blue. Yeah. Uh, Robin is from the South Blue. Uh, Nami, we actually don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she just grew up in the East Blue. Wait, I thought... Usopp grew up in the East Blue. I thought Jarmar was in... I don't know. I don't know. Is that technically... Are you technically going out of the blue, though, when you go to the Grand Line? That's... Because the Grand Line is going up a mountain, and it goes... It gets a little crazy. Yeah. It's... It's Oda logic, and that's yeah, fine. That, I mean, the, I've seen so many different maps of Raftal that it just kind of... Yeah, uh, the, the Drum Island, Drum Island is in the, in the Grand Line, so it's not in either Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like, like the, the Grand Line is kind of like the equator, kind of. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, like, the East Blue is like, I don't know, they kind of just take this southeastern pattern through the Grand Line, and they kind of just... Come out the top of the mountain. Yeah, because yeah. they yeah. go through the Comba into the Grand Line, and they basically sail, I want to say, west. And then they enter the Grand Line through, like you were saying, over the mountain thing. Yeah. The mountain thing? Yeah. The geyser mountain yeah, thing. Yeah, it has a name, and I cannot uh, remember. Yeah. <laughs> Those names are uh, a little other. Guys, like I said, 12, 12 years. My, 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 <laughs> 
Like, you're actually currently rereading this series, right? Yeah, now. I've only made it to the second volume just because I'm, uh. I'm. A workaholic. That's all you gotta say. No, no, I, uh. I'm very meticulously reading it, very slowly. Uh, mm-hmm. and I've. I've been noticing a lot of things, specifically, uh. character development wise, and, like, I've learned a lot about Oda ever since I like you know especially in the last like three or four years I've learned a lot about Oda just like things he likes and stuff part of that's because like Shonen Jump and, and Psycho Jump and Shueisha the company that produces Jump comics and stuff they've been more active in bringing their artists to the public they like they did these Jump Ryu DVDs uh, the year before last where they basically do a uh, DVD, like a video walkthrough of uh, famous jump artists' workspaces. Mm. So they did one for Oda, and you, like, in his office, you can see all these things he has. And he has, like, Terminators and action figures and wall-to-wall. It's just full of stuff, like merchandise. And he has this huge, like, TV and all these different video game systems attached to it, you know. You see his work desk where he sits and actually draws one piece, and He's got all these little figures of animals that he keeps above his desk, and uh, obviously he loves Star Wars. He's got all this really? Star Wars stuff in there. Wow, that's crazy. He's got a giant Terminator, like <laughs> like a literal life-size Terminator. He's got in it in his workplace and stuff. But anyway, like I I know he lo- I know he loves Star Wars because just it's very obvious. And um, so I'm looking. I, I was reading Buggy's origin story. And, uh, or just his first appearance, rather. And whenever Buggy first shows up, like the first panel you see him in, uh, someone reports to him basically that Nami got away, you know, because she was courting them, trying to steal their map of the Grand Line. And uh, basically this dude ends up getting choked out by Buggy, and he's, like, levitating off the ground. But you don't see what's choking him. And then you just see a panel of Buggy, like, sitting in this chair and he's got the coat on, he's got the hat and his face is all masked and stuff. And um, very Darth Vader. Yeah. Like very, very Darth Vader. You know, the dude's getting choked out and then they blast him with a bit with a machine with a ball, you know, like his weapon. And not to mention the fact that Buggy literally destroys towns with a weapon of mass destruction. It's pretty Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, like but just taking the time to notice little things like that is really rewarding. And, and more than anything, I really love going through Oda's panels and just studying how he draws. And I love seeing how he draws like extras, like people that don't really matter because he does the goofiest designs for people just in general. Yeah. So it's like, um, like I said, I've never actually read like the first couple chapters of the one piece mm-hmm. like i started with the anime and then like i worked all the way up to skype and like i haven't read uh, watched anime for one piece and since then really i've read everything yeah. and like that show is weird <laughs> yeah you're gonna say something? Uh, i have an answer it is the red line and the reverse one. Oh yeah so like the so red line. i knew that there was like a specific name and it was really bothering me <laughs> oh no you're fine you gotta have it like just that's why robin's from the east blue Oh, yeah. Well, we should, no, I need that in my life. Oh, you need Robin in your life? <laughs> yeah. I have a keychain for her. <laughs> that you made. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I, 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 that was the same way, though. I stopped 
Fishman Island? Is that what I stopped watching? And I've just read since then. Are you sure Robin's from the East Blue? Because I thought... That's what that map, I just saw like a really detailed map. Well, because, I could be wrong. Look it up. Well, because <laughs> I'm pretty sure that... Uh, I, I read this fan theory one time because Oda said that you probably... Uh, you probably won't get to the South Blue in the manga. But there are these fan theories about how the South Blue is full of people that look like... like it's like a Western-style world. Which would tie back into Oda's original manga that he based a lot of stuff for One Piece on, which is called Wanted. Um, yeah, I've heard of that, actually. Yeah, and so when Robin first shows up, she's got, she wears a cowboy hat all the time. And uh, so there are all these fan theories about her being from the South Blue and connected into why she wears that cowboy hat. Because the people where she originally came from, you know, they, that's why they... Yeah, they wear their clothes like that. Mm. That's interesting, that but... Is, I love fan theories like that. <laughs> you yeah, like that, like you said. What a thing. I just lost the train of thought. And it, was, it was right there. <laughs> but, like, when you say he was based off Wanted, that, it's coming back. When, okay. when you say it was based off Wanted, yeah. when you look at the whole theme of uh, storyline, it's also based off Captain Kidd, too, right? The whole One Piece, One Treasure thing? Uh... It's based on uh, an amalgam of different pirates. It, yeah. uh, his his uh, main inspiration for One Piece was actually, he talks about it in uh, the SBS Corner kind of style things he used to do really early in the manga, which is basically where he would do like these little extra content things. And he talks about this TV show he used to watch when he was a little kid called Vicky the Viking. Yeah. And basically he talks about how, like, Vikings are, are basically pirates. You know, they would go out of towns and they would raid them and stuff like that. And he would always say that, like, he used to watch the show as a kid and it really inspired him and made him really love and appreciate Vikings. So when he got older, he started researching them and he started researching pirates and stuff like that. So a lot of the characters in the series are directly based on actual living pirates. Like... Mm-hmm. Teach Blackbeard. Uh, his name is literally Edward D. Teach, and that's the name of the actual yeah. living or pirate they lived. And I've got a, a theory that relates to this too. Oh, okay then. What's the Blackbeard doing? No, not Blackbeard. Just uh, it, go ahead and do it. Okay. Right. Are you it. sure? Yeah, you don't have to read it verbatim. Just well, okay. Basically, there's this theory I found. Um, it's based. It kind of ties into the way that yeah. they're named after actual pirates. Um, there was a pirate known as Calico Jack, and there's a lot of stuff. Um, he was famous during the Golden Age of Piracy, and uh, like at the same time as Blackbeard and Captain Kidd, and uh, he. Basically, he, he created the modern Jolly Roger, and uh, the theory is that that's who Roger is based on, but he was also married, well not married, he had a partner who's named Anne Bonnie. okay? So just, just go with me. Yeah, I'm Anne um, Bonnie, so. Anne Bonnie, and they were lovers, and supposedly whenever their crew was captured, um, she claimed that she was pregnant, and uh, it's un unclear whether or not she was executed along with them or she escaped. She just kind of disappeared. Um, the theory is that Jory Bonnie is actually Ace's mother. Okay, that would make sense. It, it's a little weird. Hang on. How does that make sense to you? See, right I, it makes sense when I explain it. <laughs> but how does it make sense to you Bonnie, right now? the... Because <laughs> I would think that me knowing that Ace is Bill Rogers' son. So well, Porcus D. Rouge is technically... His mother, but there's a theory that 
uh, Joy Bonnie is part Misty Rouge. Um, she. Okay, let me find this. Let's go into it. Um, first of all, her name uh, that she chooses, Jewelry. All of the other members of Roger's crew, it's like Gold D Roger, Gold Roger, Silver Israeli, Scopper Gavin, like they're all medals or and treasures. Treasures. Oh, really? Um, and the so thing about oh, this is first thing. Oh. Uh, the thing about her power is she can change her age. So we actually don't know what her actual age is because she makes herself look like a little kid all the time, and then she looks like a young woman. She eats like crazy, so we don't know what her actual size she is. She does eat a lot of food. That's always been a yeah. topic of fan theories is like, like what, does what she her actually actual like? age is. Um, and the thing is, uh, whenever Portis de Rouge was technically pregnant with a stay in hiding she kept the pregnancy going for two years which even like with one piece's crazy science and devil fruits and stuff it seems a little strange so the theory is that she was the whole time while ace was in the womb she was changing his age and keeping him <coughs> at a younger stage in development so she wouldn't give birth to him but the and other, then after he was born she the other thing is that uh and Bonnie, the actual pirate, which I'd heard about this forever, but she she told me about this forever ago about the actual pirate, specifically just because I played Assassin's Creed Four and <laughs> yeah, and, like that's what I'm thinking, like Anne Bonnie. So. She was actually a character in that game. Anyway, she Anne Bonnie uh, kept to keep herself from hanging. She faked pregnancy for years, for like I want to say it was like a year and a half. And she lived in prison and mysteriously disappeared. Or no, no, no! Didn't she die? Did she die? She died. Okay, yeah. So well, I hung, don't know if that's how it actually happened historically. The whole crew died. Eventually, they hung her, and she died. Uh, so, but anyway, like, so there's another tangential connection to why her name would actually be Jewelry D. Bonnie, or is it D? No, I don't think it's D. Okay, Jewelry Bonnie, because um, she, if say she is Rouge then she would have kept that baby in her belly for two years, kind of like the same period of time allotted that Anne Bonnie was supposedly trying to keep a baby in her womb so as she could escape, you know, the gallows. So, it's, again, it's just a tangential connection. Uh, there are a couple odd coincidences. But like, and and uh, whenever Bonnie finds out about Ace's death, she's, she like really, she's really upset about it, and her crew doesn't understand why. Yeah, she's, like, bawling. And and because it, it goes to each member of the worst generation after Marine Ford, and it's got a picture of her, and she's like, she's completely beside face, herself, just kind of like oh, bawling. We're not quoting this verbatim. Anyway, I'm not. Who's she, your source? Um. Okay, it's Lofi Toasty. L O F I T O A S T I. It's a Reddit user. Yeah, Reddit okay, user okay. Lofi Toasty. And they actually posted this theory five days ago. Okay, that's cool. So it's a recent theory, and okay. I think it's pretty awesome. I'm gonna just go just to make sure you cite your sources. Yeah, just say if, you're, if you're gonna quote it. <laughs> no, I mean I was I was planning on it. I just <laughs> no, I was just asking. Another. I have typed it out. I typed out the user's name. <laughs> I'm just making sure. That's all. Just anyway, sure that's a, that could potentially be a pretty cool tie-in if that's actually the truth. Like mm-hmm. if that if that's actually what Jewelry Bonnie is, you know. Mm-hmm. So when you, when we're saying we're on the subject of Gold Roger right now, I don't know. Like that, his whole theory, just like he's just he's like there. It's kind of like the 
I don't want to compare her because I'm still reading the series. It's kind of like the God in the Will of Time. He spins a will and he goes away. Well, I don't want to make that comparison like too bad, but it's kind of it's kind of hard for me to talk about the Will of Time specifically because two people. Yeah, we're still reading actively it. reading the Will. Of Time. But like well, you pretty much one of you is actively reading. Yeah. It. Hey, what book are you on? Huh? What book are you on? Two. Uh huh. But I'm almost done with you. You haven't touched the book in a year and a half. <laughs> You were on the fourth book for a year and a half. <laughs> Anyways. And, a half, and I have touched it. I have touched it <laughs> multiple we'll times. We'll do it. That's not the real time. <laughs> no, no, we'll time yet. The, we can do one. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, is that I can't really make a comment on the God in the real time. I'm just basing off of your first episode where you said he spent the will, then he went away. It's kind of yeah, that's kind of what happened. But Roger, in a sense, I don't think Roger saw himself as a deity so much as he. My personal theory about Rogers is a theory that's been developed on other theories because I've been in the One Piece. I've been reading One Piece fan theories for over half my life now. Uh, it comes down to the fact that uh, the One Piece is not an actual physical treasure. Treasure. Uh, Roger was leading a crusade against the world government because he was going around the world collecting knowledge. Um, basically, he was trying to end, you know, the tyrannical rule of these people who were. In some cases, bending civilians to their knee, like in the first arc of One Piece, whenever um, Luffy meets Kobe and they go to the town and they fight Captain Jack or whatever, and uh, he's literally just oppressing this town, making them pay yeah. immense taxes. Anyway, um, I think Roger was trying to fight against this government, and uh, he obviously was trying to find these weapons in, from the void century that these, these ancient peoples had left. And um, his treasure wasn't so much an actual physical thing as it was people gaining friendships and knowledge and going on an adventure and eventually trying to rout and stop this viciously oppressive system of government that exists See, in the world. I guess... You don't want to say anything for us? Okay, what, what, like, I guess you get that vibe from Gold Roger. But, like, for me, like, I guess because it's been forever since I've read so much of it, I feel like I don't know much about him, that's what I'm trying to say. Much about Gold Roger. I think we, we just get, like, little hints of him here and there, but we don't really know what he was doing. The most we get about Roger is, um, uh, whenever the Strahats first get to Sabbaty. <clears throat> and they're gonna ask Silver's Rayleigh to do the coding on the jelly or the the ship. That way they can get to Fishman sunny. Island. Yeah, the Sunny Go. I wanted to say the Merry Go, but it's the Sunny Go. Anyway, uh, a thousand Sunny Rayleigh. Yeah, thousand this is just what Luffy calls it, Sunny Go. Anyway, <clears throat> Rayleigh talks about Roger because they're in the they're in the little shop, and um, Usopp can't believe that Rayleigh is the you know used to be. Roger's first mate, and uh, basically, like, Usopp starts to say, do you know what the One Piece is? And before he can actually get that out, Luffy stomps down on the table and screams so loud that nothing else can be heard in the restaurant. And um, he stops and basically says, don't say another word. He's like, you know, I don't want to know. I don't want to yeah, know. Yeah, because, like, that's, that's, that's kind of like how we try to go, like, no spoilers. That's what it is. Like, no spoilers. Yeah, Luffy was, like, did the biggest no spoilers of all time. <laughs> like, you better hold the fuck on, Usopp. But, like, 
anyway, like, because Roger, uh, Rayleigh talks about Roger then. He talks about him at different points in Marineford. He talks about him at the end of Marineford after the Paramount War or whatever. But the most haunting panel in all of One Piece for me ever since it happened is the panel where we see what Roger used to look like. Yeah. It looks just like Luffy. Yeah. They, they look of, exactly the fucking same. And it kind of it and it you. fucking, like, in the fact that the hat used to be Luffy's, the straw hat. I mean, it used to be Roger's. Yeah, it used to be Roger's, and the fact that it made it to Luffy. Yeah. That is haunting. Like, it, it just makes you wonder, because you see, you see that panel of Roger smiling, and that is fucking Luffy's smile. It's very clear to me, like, whenever I was reading One Piece as a young lad, I, I was like, Hmm, what if Rogers is actually Luffy's son? And I told that... Uh, well, other way Luffy's around, other way around. Yeah. Luffy's actually Rogers' son. And when I first started dating Sean, I told her about this fan theory I had when I was a little kid. And she latched onto it. She was like, no, no, he's got to be Luffy's son. Or Rogers got to be Luffy's dad. And I was like, no, no. It was just a fear theory I had when I was a kid. But I started latching onto this idea that like Roger could potentially be... Because he got sick, apparently. That's what Rayleigh tells us, is that... Roger got ill, and then he went and he met with different great pirate captains in the world. Like, there's that scene where he goes and has sake with Whitebeard, and Whitebeard has, like, this huge thing of sake, and Roger's, like, matching him for it, you know? Like, um, I don't know. It's just kind of... uh, Why would... First of all, why would Rogers give the straw hat to Shanks? Why would would Rogers give him... Yeah. Why would Roger give his prize straw hat apparently to to Shanks? And why would Shanks give the pirate the hat of the pirate king to this crazy little boy? M- little boy he's only known for a year. And who stole his devil fruit that he and was who, so And who stole his devil fruit? <laughs> like, like so, I'm just wondering like, is there some reason why Shanks gave Luffy the hat? The hat that belonged to the original pirate king? Did he know something? Did Shanks know something that we don't know? Well, like, that's the thing. Well, wait, just so everybody's clear, Devil Fruit is just a fruit that people can eat. And they gain powers, but they lose their ability to swim. In and ocean water. In ocean water, yeah. In ocean water? They yeah. can Salt water. So, yeah. Oh, salt water. So, so they can still, like, take showers. Because, like, pirates is, like, pretty much yeah. life, and it makes sense. Which is interesting. Do you think, before... Let's get back into Shanks, because that's the next thing. We like he says he only knows them for a year, and they make that bet that we won't see each other until he becomes he a becomes pirate. a great pirate. Yeah. Great pirate. My thing is, I can't believe how how good Shanks is when he does that at Marines Ford. If you know what I mean, like he won't see Luffy because of that deal. Well, he saves him. He shows up and he saves Luffy. Well, he doesn't want to see him like well, he, he doesn't, doesn't want to talk, him, talk no, to him well he picks him up literally and then he like gives him to Jinbei and they run him away but he doesn't want him to wake him up because Jinbei asks him he's like do you want me to wake him up and he's like no yeah not yet yeah one day but not yet my thing with Shanks is like first of all Shanks throughout the series is migratory he travels he goes everywhere like he's constantly moving so much so that like Every time we see him in the manga through the progression of time, he's somewhere different. Yep. He's never in the same place. So my question is, first of all, why would Shanks s- stay coming back to that port town for over a year? Well, isn't... I guess we got... Is he part of the four empire... Four pirate lords? The Shishibukai? No, yeah, I can't, I can't think of the name. Yonkau? 
Yeah, the four. Yeah, I believe so, he is now. He is now? Mm-hmm. Yo, okay. Are you going to time skip? I can look it up. <laughs> I mean, let's be four. It's technically okay. be because he knows Whitebeard already, so... Well, he would have known Whitebeard. Would he? Yeah. I mean, just to think, though, Shanks is part of the Goad Roger crew, right? He was, yeah. Yeah, yeah he was so, a little... Him and Buggy both. Yeah, they were little deckhands. So, <laughs> is, is it common for people... Well, I guess you see it in Blackbeard, because we haven't discussed them. It's common for people to leave their crew and to start their own. Uh, if they're very ambitious, or if the crew disbands. Well, Gold Roger probably did disband. Now, do you feel like... Uh, this is the question that I've always wanted to know. Based off anime and just manga, it feels like it should be this way. But in your opinions, who do you think Luffy's first mate is? Oh, Zoro. it's fucking Zoro, dude. Zoro? Zoro? Yeah. yeah. I think it Arden. actually said that it's Zoro. I, just, I'm like, I, I don't think it's actually said that. No, but I thought whenever he had him join, he told him he was his first mate. No, well, I mean, he's his first mate in the fact that he's the first person to join his crew. But, I mean... I he's his right-hand man. Yeah, he's definitely he's, he's definitely his right-hand man. Uh, uh, here's why I'm going to say uh, Zoro is Luffy's right-hand man. It's got nothing to do with it actually being said, ever. It's just the fact that anytime Luffy says anything, like, it could be the craziest shit ever. Like, guys, we're going to go to the moon. You know, Nami would be like, what the fuck, Luffy? That doesn't make any sense. How are we going to do that? Like, please explain it to me. And Usopp's like, yeah, well, whatever. We're going to the moon. Chopper's just totally oblivious. What? Frankie's like, dude, I'm going to drink Coke and fucking hang out, whatever we do. You know, but Zoro's always like, I can't have him. Let's do it. Yeah, and like, I, I, I agree with that. But, Let's like, a lot of people say Usopp might do that. Right? No, like, fuck. Your first no, he's night. a sniper. No. He's this- a sniper. They all, they, everybody else has a crew name. Well, no, Sean, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't Zoro's, make sense. Zoro's is a swordsman. Like, if you're going to go by that, they all have ca- they have, all have roles to play. But I'm just saying, like, I just, I think Zoro, Zoro's the confidant because Zoro, Zoro takes so much responsibility for the crew. I mean, because, prime example, when he took all his, uh, Luffy's injuries, that proved. <laughs> I know everyone he had his coaches, and that's probably one of your favorite parts. It is. As Love and Zoro. It's my favorite moment, yeah. But how does that make does that make him stronger than Luffy? No. no. You don't think so? Um, well <laughs> like so No, not that not that moment, but like just I guess this is post time skip, but like Zoro as of yet in the time skip has yet to have a challenge. Whereas like we've seen Luffy totally push the limit. But the thing is though with Zoro is what he said he'll never lose again. And I love that. So far he hasn't. <laughs> like so far, he hasn't. Yeah. And well, I guess technically he lost to Kuma. Technically, is it technically losing? No, yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. Kuma owned every single one of them. <laughs> all the way. I mean, it wasn't like a fair fight. Can <laughs> we not talk about that moment? I but, mean, but yeah, he totally lost to Kuma. I mean, like everyone, if you were to look at it, everyone's like, we were like, who's your top hero? You go like Luffy or. Zoro. The same the Luffy series. is a cop out. It's like saying your no. favorite character in Naruto is Naruto. Like you just you don't you don't pick the main character, even if you love them more than anything. Because I would say Luffy's my like. Sorry. I, I would say Naruto wasn't nowhere near no, my no. favorite character. That's serious. But. Kakashi for life. I do like Kakashi. But that's for another note. My thing is is that. We think of them as the heroes of the story, when in our in all reality they're the villains. Does that make sense? Because the, the pirates, pirates, not the straw hats, but like the pirates. We think of pirates in general. 
they can like still treasure, but like in the, when we look at One Piece, we're like, oh, this is fine, we enjoy it. No, I think I think it's actually just kind of an anomaly with certain pirates in the world because a lot of them are actually super shitty. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they have do super shitty stuff. So, but like the Straw Hat pirates just kind of get in the thick of it, and the reason their values are so high is because they oppose the world government. Yeah. yeah. So it's not really like there's. They have, they do steal from people. They have stolen from people. Yeah. The end of Skypia, for instance, they steal all that shit. Like they run away with the treasure, which they were technically given, but not given. It's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah. But anyway, like they uh, they took more than they could have. I think. Yeah. But they the thing is like they're always helping people, and they when they thing. when they're helping people, they stand up to people who are affiliated with the world government. So that's why they're technically outlaws. But in the story of One Piece, what is good is actually bad. Yeah, that's so, what I'm saying. But like, when you see someone like Smoker, it's like th- that character is just interesting. Yeah, Smoker's Smoker. Smoker's gonna be by the end of it, he's gonna realize that the organization where he works for is fucked, and that he's he's gonna have to make a choice because. It's there's gonna be so bad. There's a reason. There's a reason Smoker's been chasing the Straw Hats ever since the beginning of the series. Like he he's gonna be there at the end. Same thing with Kobe. Kobe's gonna be there at the end. Like all of those characters are gonna have to make a choice for like what the Navy is, what they want the Navy to be, and if it can ever be that. Yeah, because like that Alabaster arc, like when you see him chasing, him, so he's like, well, um, I'll let you make the I'll call. Let, I'll let you go. <laughs> I'll let I'll let you make the call. Yeah. You know, so you see Luffy laughing like, "Thanks, Smokes." <laughs> you're like, "Yep." You're like, "Get out of here!" Pretty much. But we talking about how like Water Seven is great. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the most intense part in the whole series. Well, you know, one of the first intense oh, parts. Fucking no, dude. So you don't think so? Yeah. So one of them. There's one so of them. Though. I mean, <laughs> one of them because of Usopp and Luffy. Yeah, I mean that's pretty. That's pretty. Like deep you don't think harsh. that's one of the deepest heart parts. Yeah, I mean, I'm not denying that it has two of the hardest to watch parts of One Piece in it ever. That's one of your hardest places. Fuck, oh, oh, man, yeah. I cry like a baby every time. Yeah, I cry like a baby oh, yeah. watching that part. <laughs> or reading it, anything. I can't. It hurts me so much. Mainly because Usopp's one of the characters. Like Zoro is the character I think I, I hero worship with, just because he's he's this pillar of just strength and durability and Manliness. and. <laughs> Uh, loyalty. Yeah, like Zoro is. He's a really loyal person. Huh? Yeah, and and just like the how much he does for Luffy and how much he puts on the line for Luffy, that that is why I love Zoro. But the thing I love about Usopp is he's so human. And yeah. He's so flawed, and seeing those flaws take over Usopp to the point of complete delirium, like he's being totally fucking idiotic, and he knows it. He knows it. Like he knows it. Basically, when they're fighting, like he, he he even says to himself, like you know, I I know this is fucking stupid, and I know you're gonna beat me, but he's like, the point is that I'm standing up for it. The point is that I'm doing this, you know, like yeah. like you can't just leave your friend behind. That's not how this shit works, you know. I'm like, that's why it's so hard because like you identify with himself, you identify with what he's going through. We've all lost things. It's hard to lose things, but then having your friends tell you basically you gotta move on. It's fucking hard. It's not an easy thing to go through. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that sucks. It's so hard to watch. And, like, seeing him come back as Saga King is great yeah. because it's hilarious. It's insane, but, but then we get Saga King. <laughs> <laughs> Saga King was amazing, though. Yeah, like, so was my alarm tone like, for a long time. <laughs> Usopp might be my second favorite character, mainly just because really? of how... Well, I have a lot of special attachment to Usopp because 
Which you just said, pretty much. <laughs> well, that and also the fact that like when I first got into One Piece, uh, the first arc I ever read was Usopp's arc. Oh, okay. Uh, whenever Captain Kuro, actually the first chapter I ever read, um, they're trying they they just put the oil on the hill to slick it, <laughs> and then Zoro falls down it, and Usopp but just Nami takes off just running. Down. Yeah, not well. Nami and Zoro both fall, and then Nami jumps off of Zoro to get up the hill, yeah. and then Zoro's like, "What the fuck do I do now?" And like, <laughs> get lost. and I'm I'm just reading this comic, and it looks like I read Naruto, and then I read Dragon Ball, and it looks so different from everything else, and and then they're running, they're falling down a hill, and I'm just like, "What the hell is this?" So like. But then they came in chapters of four, so I got four whole chapters when I read that, and basically I, I got to see Usopp standing up to Captain Kuro, and you know like Usopp's like bloody and he's got the, yeah. his goggles are broken. Kuro's like holding him like a fucking rag doll. And, you know you're just waiting for Luffy to show up. You're just waiting for Luffy to get there, or Zoro, or anyone. And, <laughs> really, Nami at this point. And like Nami is all you want. So you point. see, you you know you see Usopp like. He knows for a fact that he can't beat Kuro, but he stands up to him anyway. And, like, there's this confliction in him of being brave and not being brave and doing what he can versus running away. And I guess, like, when I was a little kid, there's something so storybook about that. There's so there's something so uniquely, like, just base moral kindergarten-style storybook, you know, storytelling. I just... I don't know, it hit me really hard. So now every time I think about Usopp, like, it's weird. Like, you know, he's not the one in the crew that you you point to, you know, like, to be like, you know, that's the guy. But yeah. in a way, that's what makes him awesome, you know? Yeah, like you said, like, there's so many different characters. Like, you identify with Chopper, you identify with Zoro, I identify with Robin. But, like, Zoro, Zoro's one of, on the top. I can't touch. I can't even. I can't, I can't even, touch. I can't, I can't even say that Usopp's my second favorite though, because <laughs> I like them all so much. Yeah, it's, like it's so. so I can't. I can't touch those three though. I can't touch Luffy, Zoro, or Sanji. Like me, they're all limits. <laughs> I love Sanji too. See, I feel like I identify most with Luffy. Really? Yeah, but I love Chopper because Chopper just makes me happy. Yeah. I, like I love Ikue Otani. I think well, she's just like always adorable and perfect in any well she actually that's like when my sister saw Chopper she like and like he does that little like oh no you're saying something different <laughs> he's like you bastard <laughs> like you bastard like shut up you bastard <laughs> and like she's like this man doesn't know what he's doing like this man is a reindeer this man is a teenager technically <laughs> he's a reindeer like oh yeah baby yeah and that's cool but um I enjoy that the Water Seven arc the most, not because of Robin, but like you. Wait, wait, that. not because of Robin. Not because of Robin at first. At first. Okay. Right. But like, that's actually when you see Luffy go gear second, and like you guys both know that's my favorite part in like this whole series. Like, regardless, like it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty good. great. <laughs> I mean. I like you. You two have always like no. You can't compare that to Super Saiyan. I feel like that's my Super Saiyan. Mm. <laughs> no, I, don't I, feel like I don't know. They're two different levels. No, I don't, I don't even think that. I think it's just way more of a logical thing to happen in the story because it's perfectly explained for like, like it. It's it makes no realistic sense whatsoever. <laughs> it doesn't. But by the logic of One Piece, it's like, well, yeah. Yeah, like, you can do he's that. like, I got a new move. What's the move? <laughs> like out of nowhere. It's not like he just like magically made up like, like as much as I love Dragon Ball. It's not like he just stood up and got real mad and said, 
my hair turned to color. Like it's just, <laughs> it's like no, he actually thought about it. He he tested it out. He and he used it in an actual fight, <laughs> and it had to do specifically with the he could only only he could do it specifically because of his body chemistry being made of rubber because he ate the gum gum fruit. And like that is what makes it so unique and just iconic. And he and another thing that Oda does just in his art in general that makes him so special is that he incorporates things from different cultures very very powerful very warrior like stances that just don't even apply like I know we're sticking pre time skip but just recently there was a character that showed up that's a genie and he uses a fucking spear you know and, and like it's just, just the way he's holding it he's holding it kind of yeah. you know like, like a Tibetan monk would or something you yeah. know like and it just looks cool. It just looks, why the fuck would a genie hold a spear like that? Who fucking knows? But it, it looks awesome. Yeah. But the thing about Luffy, whenever he goes gear second, he's doing a sumo pose. Yeah. Like it's a sumo, like like a sumo about to wrestle. Yeah. Why does it look so cool? I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, it's like even, it's like a huge contradiction because he's so lanky. And he's so tiny. He's yeah. skinny and frail. Not frail, but like he yeah, just... Yeah, he's definitely not just frail. Like he, he looks frail, though. Yeah. Like he doesn't... He, he's definitely not, but that's the thing. Now. I just... The, Oda is a creative genius, and he's he's easily the greatest comic artist to ever live. Oh, yeah. Ever, in my opinion. Um, because he, he, can, he can transfer energy and power into things that just don't even need... Like, there's no logical reason it should look. Do you feel like he took, like, what did you think? I'm like, we could say we're all fans of the show, or anime, manga. Manga. Manga, or all of it. When do you think he hit a stride? The whole, uh, first chapter. First chapter? <laughs> like, 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 for real though, like. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like, for, for you, just first yeah. chapter. Yes. I mean, the man has had, I, I don't know how his work ethic has been throughout the whole thing, but. Um, like he was saying before, the tour of his workspace that they did, the video tour, like, he, he shows, like, all of the notebooks that he has, and he has, like, this was a year ago or so, and he has, like, the next four like arcs completely planned out. He has, like, binders, and he has character sketches and, like, scene sketches and all this. Like, he has all this stuff planned out so far ahead of time. So, and it's not, just, it's not just the general arc. It's just, like, story in general. Like yeah, he, so he is like, way ahead of where he needs to be. Well, he's pretty much so like when he says he's going to be on a break, you're like, okay. We are, I, I have like, faith. It's not like it's not like you know. I'll give the, him that. the JoJo break. Whenever, right whenever he says he needs to do JoJo break, is he is he on break right now? No. Oh, no. it's it's still publishing. Yeah. I thought he was on break for a while. No, he just works on a monthly schedule. He releases the same amount of content. It's just instead of it being weekly, he releases. One chapter that's the same size as four chapters, but on a monthly basis. Okay, fine. It's a gashi break. Don't don't be throwing a rocket down. Cause I'll fucking. <laughs> you'll defend you'll defend that strange little man. Rocky's, in the grave. My, Rocky's one of my favorite human beings on the planet. Same <laughs> okay. with same with Oda. Anyway, what I was saying is, uh, what was I saying? <laughs> Shit. We were talking about the work ethic and. Yeah. Oh, if he, if he wants if he wants to take a break, dude, I I don't care. Yeah. He he's giving me so much content in my life. Like people get. So mad when he takes a week off, like, and I guess it could be because I buy a lot of American comics, and a lot of them are bi-weekly and bi-monthly, or every other month, every month rather. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anyway, I read a lot of American comics, and American comics are traditionally on a monthly schedule, whereas like DC recently has been doing a a twice monthly shipping schedule, where like you get two two issues of the Flash a month 
two two issues of Wonder Superman or Batman or Wonder Woman, whatever. Uh, whereas they have other books that are monthly. So you know, imagine like only getting one issue of One Piece a month. Mm-hmm. That is the exact same amount of pages. We only get one a month, and people get mad when they get three a month. And it's like, dude, come on, like this dude still blows American comics in terms of like how much he's pro- producing mm-hmm. <laughs> on a weekly and monthly basis completely out of the water. So just to put that in perspective for you, that's 12 issues a year for most American comics. You know, and there's given that they're colored and all that stuff, lettered, all this other interesting things. Uh, Oda typically produces around anywhere from 48 to 50 issues of one piece a year. So that is nearly like four times um, the amount of American comics. Like, so if that dude wants to take a week off, you know what, man? Go oh, see your kids. Yeah, Go see your daughters. kids, Oda. Just, ride your little train. Just do something. He's got a big train in his house. Just ride your train around for a Is it real? Yeah, he does. You can look at pictures of it. It's pretty oh, great. Oh, God. That's awesome. Like, I love that, man. I enjoy Oda's like. I don't know, like, it took me forever. Like, I said, no, nah, I'm like, oh. Well, I said, Dragon Ball's very one piece. Fuck this bullshit. And also one day I just like sat down and started watching it. I was like, oh well. Listen, that's a really hard conversation to have. <laughs> like, like I don't, I don't think either one is really better than the other. But well, in terms of storytelling quality, I'd say One Piece definitely has a leg up on Dragon Ball. But it's just that there's so much pure nostalgia. Like it's like pure heroin nostalgia that drives my love for both. So I, I really couldn't speak. To that. Oh no no, I was just me being naive until I was like, well. Let's go ahead and do it. Now, the Mar- not even Marine Tour. Actually, after Ennis Lobby, okay. we meet Luffy's granddad. Yep. That is his real granddad, right? Garp, yeah. It's as Garp. far as we know. As no, that's his granddad. It's his granddad. Barring all theories. No, that's his granddad. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck this. No, I just know it is. It's, uh, uh, like, I think it's his granddad for real. No, it is. It is his granddad. <laughs> like, I'm agreeing with you, man. That's it. <laughs> but anyways, but uh, my th- my question is, we see him, and we talk about Dragon, right? Luffy's dad. Mm-hmm. Is there any theories about the legendary D? There's a ton of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so really, <laughs> I love One Piece because it. It is so cool, and so everything about it is cool and yet hilarious. Like, all of Zoro's cool moments, sometimes they're really amazing, but they're also hilarious, because why has he got that sword in his mouth? <laughs> why does he shout, you know, Omigiri? He shouts food names when he does his attacks. <laughs> like, or the, you know, like Luffy swelling himself up into a giant, obese, balloon-looking man. Like, like and, and then... But then he punches the crap out of Crocodile, and you're like, you know what? Yeah. Like, you know, that's like one of those, like, uh, what is it, like, uh, IGN, the IGN meme, Pear Schneider, yeah. like, excited guy number four or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like one of those moments. Shout out to Schneider. But, me. like, every time I think of the Will of D, I'm just like, man. <laughs> the Will of D? What, what an outstanding name. <laughs> for, for that. Basically, there are, char- there are characters all throughout One Piece to have the middle initial D. And there are all these legends revolving around the initial D, basically to the point where, like everyone that's ever died in One Piece, I guess, technically, uh, and that has the initial D has died smiling. Or supposedly. That's what, that's what the main theory is. 
And not uh, like Ace. We only know two of them. Did Ace really die from Elmo? Yeah. I can't remember oh, that yeah. though. Because he's, uh, he's right in front of Lucy. He's like on his shoulder. That's, oh, what, yeah. that's what causes Luffy's mind to fucking collapse in on itself. Because his brother literally dies in his arms. Can we not talk about this? I know this no, is one of these podcasts that I can't handle it. No, it's part of it. Like, this is what it's about. Like, when you get into this, these AOA moments, like, deep moments of realizing, like, this shit, you actually read it or watched it, and you were like, it made an impact somehow <sighs> in the show for Man. you. And it made you look at it a little differently. Like, his thing, what if your actual brother or sister died and right in your arms? Or, like, you did that too. Like, it's just. It'll be unbearable to the other person, mm-hmm. and that shit actually happens in real life. Well, the, I guess the effect, the effect of Ace dying, like I, I love Ace. Don't get me wrong; I think he's a fantastic character. There are characters I like better than Ace. Well, yeah. But, yeah. But the thing, yeah. the thing about Ace is like, I've always said that Ace was like a Boba Fett, because Boba Fett is really cool, but he's only in the sh- in Star Wars for like a really short period of time. And he only, he only does a couple really cool things, but, but they're still really cool and memorable. But just yeah, they're really memorable and they stick with you. And the way he looks is cool. And you you know you just kind of that's Boba Fett, man. He's badass. Same thing with Ace. Like Ace, he's not in a whole lot of the series, but when he is in the series, like I think Ace is really cool looking and he has really cool power. And the power is like the the cool look Boba Fett thing. Like he's got you know he can turn himself into flames and shit. That's awesome. But the uh, so when Ace died, it wasn't so much the the fact of like oh man Ace is dead. It was more of like uh, everything leading up to it. No, it was just more of how it affected Luffy. Like in yeah. that yeah. moment. Well, that's like, what I'm saying. That like, like everything leading up to him trying to save him. I didn't really. Story I guess like I cared about Ace, but I didn't care about him as much as I just really wanted Luffy to save Ace for Luffy. Like yeah. I wanted Luffy to have that. Um, and then whenever he lost it, like, it goes back to the Usopp thing with the Merry-Go, like, you just have to move on. Like, it's just, you know what I mean? Like, he, he was so stricken with the fact that, like, he put so much effort into yeah. this. So it's like, like, that's what when you say you don't really care for info down, it's like, wait, what? That's kind of a, a build-up to it. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, it. and then... I love it. It is, the, I guess it's just, like, the villains in it I don't enjoy as much as... Because a lot of One Piece for me... For the story arcs, like liking it is enjoying. You know, like the Magellan. Magellan is pretty cool. Magellan's fucking cool. I like that. Fight. <laughs> I don't know. I like that fight. Or Ivankov. No, Ivankov is like one of my favorite characters. But like that whole scene in Impel Down when Ivankov shows up and like, and then he gives him the injections and Jinbei's like it'll kill him and Ivankov's like he's already dead. Like that's fucking so cool. I love that. I don't know. I guess it's just like parts of it. And I guess now that Seeing I think about it, yeah, I was gonna say all the buggy stuff is really cool. I don't know. I just. I love it, Maybe it was just, like, that's when I I come out of, like, my stride of, like, binge-watching it, and I was just to the point where I was like, okay, I know what we're leading up to, because I had, I did have Ace's death spoiled for me, so I was like, I know this is what we're leading up to, and it's just like, this is taking so long, I know where we're going with it. And Everyone did, though. Everyone knew about Ace. Yeah, I didn't even, I didn't even like, know about Ace. It's just, it's just something that happened. It's really hard to keep that a secret. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, that I one. mean, like, it was circulating in the Japanese community before it even reached the States, and, like, we, we all knew. We knew what was going to happen. <laughs> we knew Ace was going to so I mean, it, but it didn't. It, but like I said, it's not the actual act of Ace dying that matters. It's what happens for Luffy. Then. Yeah. So like, knowing well, like, that Ace dies doesn't take the poignance away. Mm-hmm. It's. I mean, it, I yeah. imagine watching it and seeing it and not knowing that Ace was gonna die and then seeing them finally get away and you're like, fuck, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. And then the kind comes out of nowhere and you're like, yeah, like it's like you didn't want it to happen that way. 
Yeah. I didn't want it to happen at all, but no. the fact that it happened in the way it did was really just heartbreaking. You know? Yeah. Because yeah. Luffy had forced himself to keep going so much that he was so exhausted that he didn't have one the the 100% effort to give against Akainu, and because of that, Luffy stumbles, and the next thing you know, bam, there's Ace, and he's dead. Yeah, yeah. So, and like, in the way you're saying, like, you, you do not believe that Ace is Doug Rogers' son? No, I do. You do? No, I, I do. I mean, there have been theories that they, like, that I read one time. Same thing, like, with you saying that Luffy's his kid, um... There was a theory that I read one time that, like, they swapped babies and that Luffy's actually Roger's son. And it was, like, to hide his identity as Roger's son because he would be sought after and he was supposed to do great things. And I, I don't know. It's been a long time and mm-hmm. it didn't have a whole lot of weight, but... Yeah. I don't really buy it. No. I, don't, I don't really want that to be with this. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, I don't either. No. But, like... It'd be feel, cool if they were actually related. I feel like Garp is an interesting character because he has all these sons that are. Yes, like, he has these grandsons. It's mainly just, mainly just the two. Sabo was, Sabo was, but not really. Sabo, Sabo was only more like Sabo for, was the kid that hung out in the neighborhood and just kind of started staying with him. Sabo just kind of was around for a short period of time and then. You know, they thought he. Well, it's pretty time. Sabo dies. He dies. That's before the time Yeah, he dies, but. Just to think that, just seeing those three just grow up, it's like, you, like, when you're reading it, you're like, oh, well, you understand how these two are so close, like, how Ace and, well, not Sabo, but Luffy are so close, because they lost Sabo. Mm-hmm. And it's like, really? So, and it's just interesting that Ace leaves a year prior to, like, when Luffy leaves. Mm-hmm. And it's like, huh? Like, are they really that close in age? Yeah, because I mean, I think like two years older than him, right? Ace leaving, Ace leaving is what inspires Luffy to go. Really? Well, Luffy always wanted to, but then Ace goes out and starts making a name for himself, and that's what gives Luffy extra uh, inspiration to go out and make a name for himself. Cool, cool. So, oh, stepping away, but I think so. Yeah, he's, he's trying to find the spray ball because the cat's. We got banging, cats. <laughs> um, banging on the dog. Like, like he was saying um, about like seeing how things, the, the way things affect Luffy, having more of an, like an emotional effect on you. Um, whenever the crew gets split up, like I knew the crew was gonna get split up. I knew it was gonna happen, and I knew that's when the time skip, the parallel war happened, well, and then the time skip. And I, I mean, I knew it was coming the whole time, and. I mean, nothing compares to, like, actually witnessing it happen. Like, it ripped out my soul. Like, I was hyperventilating. I was crying so hard. Just because he's so upset. He's like, my crew. My crew. And he's, like, sobbing. It's just like, oh, my God. I mean, like... No. <laughs> he actually cares about his friends. Like, that's something that you kind of don't see a lot right now. Like, they're dealing People caring with, about their friends. Yeah, like, dealing with friends for it. And, like, in the story, and, like, that's what... I mean, like, if you're on a crew, like a pirate, you would think they would be connected. Well, like, how he's kind of said, like, go to Roger. Like, you think they were really deeply connected? Oh, yeah. Okay. I yeah, don't. you can hear it in, like... When Rayleigh talks about it. Well, I guess you can't really hear it because it's... But, like, like when Rayleigh talks about go Roger, and he's talking about, like, this reverence, and whenever he sees Luffy, and he's, like... You, he gets this, like, inner monologue about how Luffy reminds him of Roger, and stuff. 
Actually, do I have to? Is that what I have here? No. Yeah, probably. Like, I don't remember what exactly it says. I just remember it from pure memory. I just remember him. Because I, like I told you earlier, I'll never forget that panel yeah. of Roger that looked exactly like this. Yeah, there's yeah. some of it. We're actually looking at the panel. Ooh. One of the panels. One of the panels. Whenever they're talking to Rayleigh in the bar, and he's talking about... Well, like you were saying, the reverence is talking about Yeah, Roger. actual screening of this. And, like, if you guys have never read it, you can... I would recommend you look at scans of it. But or, you know, just you do what Alex did and buy every single buy volume. Just every single volume, <laughs> just straight up the rip. You can buy the panels. Not an ad, guys, but you can get them on Amazon. Yeah. Um, I encourage you to. Yeah, it's a lot cheaper to, than buying it retail price to buy things on Amazon. Yeah, like you should buy that on Amazon. It's amazing. Um, but like I was saying, what do you what do you think of? Shout out to Jacob Tucker because he said I said like you do a one piece podcast with us. He said uh, no because you went a lot. He said I said why? He said because I only had to say one thing. I said what's up. Edward Newen. Newgen. Gotta go. <laughs> Do what? Edward Newgen? Yeah, Edward Newgen. And bye. <laughs> White beard. I mean, White beard is. Oh, Newgate. Newgate. No, my bad. <laughs> Newgate. Okay. White beard. Teach. Yeah. No. White beard. Teach is black beard. White beard. White beard. White beard. Okay. Yeah, I'm on it. I'm But. I think White beard. Like, I guess because we, we saw it in One Piece. Warriors game, like how his powers worked. Yeah. We was like, this man's really overpowered. Like, oh, yeah. if you were just to base it off of that, you're like, good God. He's also really old. Yeah. Huh? Oh, yeah, he's ancient. He's I mean, like really, really old. Like, the dude has these sexy little nurses on this pirate ship that, like, give him IVs and shit and give him alive all the time. Like, he's old. Yeah, he's got IV in his nose and stuff, but he's still trying to be the king of pirates. Uh, but yeah, he, he had one of those. Devil fruits. It's like an omega class. Like, they literally. What is his devil fruit? Do you know? Like, isn't it gravity or something to do with gravity? Yeah, basically, like he can. I'm not sure if it's technically an awakened devil fruit, which is something that happens. I would say it is. In the post time skip, but basically, like, yeah, I believe that's what it is. He like, uh, he can basically just fracture. <laughs> the air around him to the point to where like it shifts you know massive amounts of weight and he can force it against other people I mean. yeah cause like I guess like cause like we all know that Ace calls it like this this name of this era is Whitebeard so yeah. the name of this era is Whitebeard and like what I think is interesting is that you said like you hear the music that's like kind of a backlog to Rogers Mm-hmm. And like so, it was. You think he was inspired himself to chase after Rogers too? Or? Oh yeah, I mean he was whenever Roger was alive, and then you know Whitebeard was the dominant pirate of the era after Roger, and then after Roger died, uh, that that kind of went away. So now you have like we have the Shichibukai, and we have the Yonkou. So, well, I'm confused. Which the Yonkou? Which the Yonkou are the four, and the Shichibukai are the seven. Who are the Yonkou? Right. Well, pre-time skip. Post-time skip. Post, that's post-time skip. So oh, we, that is? Yes. It's in the New World. Oh, uh, okay. And that's... In, the Grand Line is the Shichibu Kai, the Seven Warlords. So, the so, like, Crocodile is a warlord, right? Yeah. It's my problem. Uh, Hancock, cro- Crocodile... Hawkeye, right? Yep. Yeah, Mihawk. Um, sh- what is his name? I can't 
Okay. Moria. Moria. Yeah, he is one, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, uh, Moria, Kuma. Alexander, help me. Alexander. Like, I'm, I'm struggling. <laughs> Alexander. Oh, <Montel> really? Is <laughs> Whitebeard one? No. Um, you know, I, everybody you named is like everybody I remember. Uh, Doflamingo. Is he young? Is he young? I thought he was yeah. a, one of the seven warlords. I thought he was a Shichika. I'm pretty sure he's a young but young I just think that White Bear was interesting because it's like everyone like so loyal. Like everyone. Like and like, like even when Blackbeard kills one of the pirates and like Ace wants to go after him, like straight off rip. Like there's no it's like I guess because yeah. everyone's a son and I don't didn't ever understand that. Understand they're, that they're all Definitely goes uh, like, yeah. Or is. Isn't Tisha Chichi, okay. isn't that what how he becomes one? Yes, yeah, because over? and like. But doesn't he take over for Moria? Uh, yeah, because okay. this is when he shows up from Reinford. Yeah. Because yeah. Moria Who is. Am I forgetting? No, 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 it's not. It's not Moria. I think it's, it's Kuma. Moria. It's Kuma, right? No, because Kuma's there too. Yeah, Kuma's there. Fuck, I don't even remember. I don't think Moria was there. And this Moria. is why we reread. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is why we reread and rewatch. Because even wait a second. How did, well, okay, because Boa shows up there, and she's technically on Luffy's side. But she shows up as one of the But she shows up yeah. as a warlord. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, that's just a lot. Just think about it. That was, like, that was deep ago. Whew. I mean, Man. Like, that was maybe, like, five years ago? Yeah. Oh. Maybe it's, it's Crocodile's spot. That's who's spot. Oh, yeah, and Crocodile's with them because he was in, um... Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. I was just looking at the list again. Yeah. Well, when you look at a character like Blackbeard, and you, like, you know, or like we we all speculate, is that he's going to be the main. He is the main antagonist in the story. I don't think he's the main antagonist, but I think he's going to be. Oh, sure. So. Uh, she forgot that Jinbei. Jinbei, yeah. Yeah, when she was naming them through, that Jinbei was the seven warlord. I I forget. One of the seven warlords. Anyway, uh, I think that that Luffy and uh, Teach are going to be in the middle of the conflict. I think they're going to represent the two sides of the conflict. But I don't know that Teach is going to be the direct last villain of the series. Like, I, I don't know if that, like... Because, you know, I feel like there's going to be, like... Like, Teach is going to show up, and this big bad thing, he's going to represent something that has to do with this big, awful machine that is the world government. And then maybe Luffy's going to be Teach, and then after that, you know, something's going to have to happen uh, with this whole world government thing. You know, like, the world government's going to kind of end up being more of the bad guy instead of it just being Teach. I mean, because, like, I don't know, because just the way he killed Whitebeard, just, like, out of nowhere. Like, the fact that he can take two devil fruits as well. Yes, like, is no one knows the theory behind that yet, do we? Yeah, there's a huge, crazy One Piece fan theory, actually, about, like, um, well, it's, it's, it's really confusing if you don't read the manga, actually, but basically, like, there are all these, there's this character, what's his name? Um, Joy Boy, that they reference a lot. Joy Boy. And he's like this, uh, honestly, it's really hard for me to explain. Hang on, let me... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like... I'm sorry, I spent the day studying Revolutionary War history, and, and now I'm trying to think of obscure <laughs> fictional history to a manga series that doesn't make Has been going sense. on for so long. I mean, but it's just interesting that we are we have to go, like, 
because there's so many theories out, it's like, well, how cool is it, and like, how correct can you be, like? Okay, I can't actually talk about Joy Boy because it's post time. Ah, shit. I'll talk about about it next time. Yes, but, seeing how that is post time skip, Mm -hmm. we can't talk about it. Right. Like you just said. But, like I said, there's a theory, uh, like, not theory, but you just said, like, there's going to be something, like, where we can come back to, like, Blackbeard. Yeah. I just didn't, like, think that he would be a major part in that series. Blackbeard? Yeah. I mean, like, when you, like, when Ace said that, like, he was going after him, and all of a sudden, like, Luffy sees him, I think that, I thought that would be the end of it. Well, Luffy sees him before Ace goes out. Well, okay. Ace is going to go after him, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But when Luffy sees him, we don't know that's who Ace is going after, right? We only find that out way later, like, right before Marineford. We get that, that, those sections of chapters when Teach is actually fighting Ace, and then we figure out, oh, shit. This is the guy she's going after. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, later on, like, Luffy realizing that, you know, it's kind of a thing for him because, I don't know, Blackbeard's a fucker. Anyway, that's all time. That's how last year. Actually, Scott, well, we can, let's talk about that. The lead-up for Marin's work. They said, like, these two would actually start the war, which I didn't understand. Like, Ace and I think it was Siege. I don't know. I can't remember if it was Teach or not. Like, he actually meets him or something, and, like, they fight for a second. Yeah, because uh, Teach joined Whitebeard's crew, and then Teach stole some of his crew members, Whitebeard's crew members. Then he killed them, too? No, he started their own crew, but uh, Whitebeard did kill some of Whitebeard's crew whenever he left. Yeah. So, basically, what happened was Ace was trying to hunt down Blackbeard to bring him back to Whitebeard to make him pay for the shit he did. Which is what yeah. happening with what he's doing whenever he runs into the Straw Hats and Alabasta. Yeah, like, I thought, I know that, me personally, but my thing is, like, there, I remember reading it right before Marines for it happened, is that, like, some someone Ace met, like they said, and, like, that day, these two would start the war. Uh, I don't know. I know that that I know that that Ace and Blackbeard's fight that they have, which is pretty short lived in the manga, but it's actually like a whole episode in the anime. Well, because um, it's like all this stuff with this weird black hole. What is what is his power? Like it's like a sh- the like he can use like shadows and darkness and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, whenever Ace shows up to fight, you know, to finally track him down, Blackbeard beats him. And that is technically the beginning of the Marine Ford arc because um, he takes him to the world government, which then says they're going to execute the son of, you know, the King of Pirates, and that sets off Kuma going and transporting the Straw Hats to everywhere they need to be to keep them safe. To keep them safe. Um, you really was that really a safety measure? Yeah. Oh. Mm. Well, I mean, Luffy maybe not, but everyone else technically, yeah, he and helped them. Because he's he he's he's in with Avoncom and and Dragon. Yeah, he he's a member of the revolution. Yeah. Oh. So he but he sent Luffy. He I, I don't really know why Kuma sent him to Amazon Island, but when Luffy gets there, he finds all the pieces he needs to get him eventually to Ace. I mean, he forms an alliance with Boa, which I don't think Kuma could have possibly seen coming that Boa would fall in love with Luffy. No, but she, and it might have been that he thought that she was the most likely she should have had it. Well, she, she, form an alliance with. she clearly has grudges against the world government. Yeah. So I think that might have been his thinking whenever he sent Luffy to 
Boa is like, oh, she fucking kind of has some problems with them. So maybe this is where, you know, what it'll come down to. Maybe she'll form an alliance with Luffy specifically because she doesn't like world government anyway. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. I don't think he could have foreseen her, like, falling head, head to toe. I don't think anybody could have foreseen that. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I mean, but just send, sending Robin to Dragon and, like, sending uh, Zoro to... Robin didn't go to Dragon. She did. No, she she went to... Rose, Revolution Army. She, she ran into Dragon. Revolutionaries, but she didn't go to Dragon. Mm-mm. Oh, so I was, I was thinking Dragon. She wound up uh, with Revolutionaries, but she basically wound up in a town that's commandeered directly by the Navy. And she she ends up helping this girl who's like starving. She helped all of them. Yeah, I'm just saying like she finds this little girl in this town, and basically she cracks this whole thing up and with the navy and shit. And like I said, they went way more into that in the anime than they did in the actual manga. But um, like all of them go places they need to. Like Zoro is with Mihawk. The Mihawk trains them, cuts his eye off somehow. No, apparently. Like I guess we can talk about that a little bit. Like. Those two fought in the beginning, and he said, well, uh, you'll fight me again like when you're stronger. And to have him actually train, I feel like that was kind of an insult for some reason. I don't think so at all, because he, because he didn't actually train him. Hmm. Mihawk didn't actually train him. The Zorohawk, Zoro, fuck, Zorohawk. Zoro fought against those fucking crazy monkeys on the island. And, uh, you know, they went back and forth for a long, long time. But the thing about it is, Mihawk never actually fought him. He said he even says that to Zoro. He's like, "I'm not gonna fight you." You know, I'm because Mihawk is also trying to retire. He doesn't want to fucking do it anymore. He doesn't care. Um, There's no such thing as well, I guess vampire it's, mansion. Isn't it technically Chronos? I guess. Well, so. I guess so. But yeah, like I mean, even Nami, she goes to those weather wizard guys, which classic Oda pun. Come on, weather wizards. They live in the cloud. It's fucking, <laughs> fucking so funny. It's fucking so good. Um, but yeah, I was going to say something about uh, the quality of Oda's storytelling, but I forgot what I was going to say. I mean, like, Oda's storytelling is great. Like, if you, oh, yeah. like, you get serious, like, here's how my sister explained it, because, like, she's a little younger than this. She goes, like, it's like action, action, dull for a second, laugh, 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 action, 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 laugh. Action. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say gut punch in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing, what I, I realized what I was gonna say was that, like, whenever Otis sets up Nami's story, like in the first ten chapters, and then eventually we get in like volume, I want to say it's like seven or eight. Whenever we get the Arlong Park story, you know, he easily had that set up a great distance in front of. The act, when the actual story would take place, you know, because you have two major story arcs that happen in front of the Arlong Park arc, you have the Usopp arc, and you have the Sanji arc, you know what I'm saying, with the Parati arc, whatever. So, when you think about the Ace storyline, and you think about Ace showing up in Alabasta and saying, oh, I'm hunting this guy down, whatever, blah, 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 and then you think about how long it would take to get to Marineford from there, or even in Down for that matter, but you think about when they get to Skypea, right before they get to Skypea, and Luffy bumps in to teach, and they're obviously, he's obviously setting the groundwork for all the story. You think about that from Alabasta to Marineford. And doesn't he get the deep card in Alabasta? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh. like, literally from, like, Alabasta to fucking Marineford, this whole time he's had this story plotted out. Which, I mean, like, I don't know how it is for, uh... 
manga chapters, but episode-wise, that's like 200 episodes of the anime. Even even barring e- even barring all of the filler arcs. Well, because the Alabasta stuff is around. I want to say like the like the, it's in the teens. It's right in the teens. Because after they get Nami, they get Chopper, and then after Chopper, no, 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 they they go to that town and they get Vivi, and then they get Chopper. Yeah. And then after that, the broke works. Yeah. Well, because they they get Vivi whenever they meet. Um. Oh my gosh, what's his name? Huh? The what? The yeah. Yeah. You think he'll come back in the story at the end? Oh, yeah. oh, he better. Well, he better meet up with Brooke, or I will hunt Oda down, and we will have words. Yeah, Oda's not the type to to do something like that. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. And you say like I always thought like yeah, because Brooke's the most likely to survive. The undead fruit. Yeah. Yeah. He certainly won't die. (laughs) (laughs) Won't die. Well, uh, like, I don't know, like, how an anime could, like, a stop, but, like, I heard that, like, that one, the Thriller Bark Art, looks really, really cool. In the anime? Yeah, it's it's pretty good. The animation is really great, and the Thriller Bark Arc, really all the way up to the, uh, really all the way from Thriller Bark up to... Fishman Island. Uh, no, not Fishman Island, like, the end... Like, right before they come back from the time skip. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, Fishman Island is where it starts to go downhill. Because that's when I was like, I can't do this anymore. The animation quality is not as good. I won't read it. I'm not really sure what specifically happened. I'm not sure if they changed the animation directors. I'm not sure if they, the key animator changed or something. But it could have been budget. The animation yeah. quality, when you go... Basically, like, that whole time from Thriller Bark all the way up to then, it was outstanding. And then, just the past three and a half years, it's just kind of been... Anytime there's like a big moment though, or a big fight, and I mean, we've even gone back and we've watched episodes for that because I mean, it, like, it looks good. I mean, because like so you know, sometimes like when you look like sometimes like when you watch all these like any action that you do, like because I'm currently reading My Hero Academy, it's like I see the punches going through, but like when you watch the actual anime, it plays out different. Like it plays out the same, but in a color and the way action-packed fast way well, it's, it's just awesome. like it just genuinely doesn't it's not animated well mm-hmm. like that's the thing about one piece is it, it actually just looks like shit like it doesn't look great yeah. like like and that's because the people that make it are on a weekly schedule and it's really hard to make weekly cartoons so and so like, they're on I, a weekly schedule and they're 700 and something episodes in they're so almost 800, 800 yeah. so i sympathize with them and i understand why it happens it's a grueling terrible workforce you know it must really suck and you're really opening yourself for scrutiny whenever you make a show like that on a, on a weekly basis but at the same time it just kind of affects my interest in the show whenever it looks as awful as it does sometimes yeah. it does like i can understand so and when you look at you talked about it a little bit already themes of this show is friendship and following your dreams, right? Or is there more to it? I think there's a lot more to it, but if you want to ask Shauna, she feels it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think there's more to it, too, but and I would say... Enlighten us. Oh, and I'm sure this is where he's going, like, the the fact that we theorize that one of the big main arcs is going to be oppressing the world government. Oppressing Yeah, okay. Oppressing the world government and Trying to take down this horrible force that is... Oh, wait, no, it's not. No, thank you. I thought it wasn't. I mean, you can just say pushing back again. Pushing back. Okay, whatever. Um, trying to take down this horrible... 
force that is abusing power and subjugating all these people and destroying entire islands. Like, uh, Ahara? Is that the name of Robin's Island? Oh, I oh think, yeah. I think it's Ahara, yeah. yeah. And, and, like, they destroy her entirely. It's just, I don't know. I, I think that that's, it's, I don't want to say, like, standing up to the man, but, like, something similar to that, I would say is one of the big themes of One Piece. Yeah, like, but just think of all the things that they had to go through. Like, in the Marines Corps, still, like, Kuzma, is that his name? How you say his name? Huh? The Okainu. Okainu. That motherfucker scares me. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> I think Kizuru, he's a real bastard. Scare me, Kizuru is creepy. Like his, I love his, his little facial hair. He's the best. Was that the dude with the gold? Like, like he's ice. Oh, I'm oh, not Kizuru. Um, who am I thinking of? Oh no, you got it right. I got yeah, it. Yeah, Kizuru is the electric. Yeah, not electric. The light. is the, yeah. the 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 light guy. Yeah. Uh, you're thinking of. Oh my god. I always get that. Oh, well, and I get his name mixed up because it's not his name anymore, and that's a. He changed his name. It was like his yeah, ring. But, uh, um, I think that motherfucker is like the, the ice guy. Yeah. I can't think of his name. Because there's so many characters and you just like gotta keep up like, huh? Like wait yeah. a minute, like Give me a second, I'll come like so like how many motherfuckers you got, man? But like <laughs> I think it was funny like where you see him like ride like ride his bike and go across. across uh, the I mean, that's so good. What is his name now? I can't remember. Anyways, he um the fact that he wears a sleep mask everywhere. Kazan? Kazan. Kuzan. Yeah. Kuzan. Yeah, there we go. That's like, where I was getting the kick. Which one walked away from the Warring Ford? Kuzan. Yeah. That's that, what he calls himself RPG, now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he he's he's actually a pretty good dude. I like him. Yeah, have you seen have you seen uh, films in Strong World? Have I filmed movies? Yeah, yeah I've seen movies. films in Strong World. The part where Al Kiji shows up in films is like my favorite fucking thing. In Strong World? Watch it. Yeah. No, not in Strong World. In Films Z. They're at that town and Al Kiji's in the in the bathhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Those two movies are actually really good. Strong World in general, like it used to be my background before I actually saw the movie. Film Gold is the shit. Yeah, film did, gold did is. Did you guys best. like it? Yeah. Same. It's probably not <laughs> Thank you for that code, man. That was it's probably, great. It's probably the best one piece movie. It yeah. felt like I wouldn't be sure about this with no spoilers. It felt like the same with Strong World. Like there were some similarities. Yeah, yeah, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are definitely yeah. similarities. There are similarities, but I, the way like all the cameos and the way that they tied the story so heavily into like where the plot is at that point, even though like there's no way that it could be canon. Like it technically is, but like where they are fitting it into the story right now. Where are they fitting it in? Is that in between Dressrosa and Zoe, right? How the fuck is that go, possible? But it doesn't make any sense because <laughs> of certain plot points. All I'm going to say is there, there should be, if this is taking place after the current story is happening right now, there should be a, someone else hanging out in the movie that's not hanging yeah. out in the movie. Oh, okay. Well, and it, so it, the continuity of it kind of raises some questions, but I'm not really worried about it. I'm just saying, and, like, and, and we will talk about that in the next podcast. If anybody, <laughs> if anybody wanted to try and put that movie into actual continuity, I, I mean, yeah, it'd be, an, it, <laughs> it seems really hard to do. I don't really see yeah, where that it would fit. Be <laughs> like because this, it's after they defeat 
Yeah. Let's just table okay, this well, conversation. Yeah, let's, let's, let's table it. Let's it's table a great it. movie. It, like, it is a fantastic like, movie. movie. Let's just hush hush money. Like, we. Like, cause honestly, I'm seeing my mash it. I'm sorry. I'll I'll probably almost, I almost let it slip. I haven't finished it. You like, haven't seen the whole thing yet? Yeah. You not the damn movie. Oh, <laughs> dude, the ending is the best. <laughs> it better be. Oh, it's great. It is. But, like, uh, like what made you like Star Wars so much? Like, just because the One Piece movie? Or uh, the. the Strong World is the scene with Nami swimming, right? No, I like Strong World the best just because, or not the best. I, I like Strong World because, number one, I love seeing One Piece animated well, and that movie's gorgeous. Uh, number two, um, I, I'll take any excuse to hear those people voice those characters. And, uh, and number three, uh, I actually like the way the story works and everything. I, I think it's cool that, because that, unlike. Come goal that that movie actually does. You could fit it almost anywhere in continuity. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the thing, the thing about that movie, I just really enjoy the character pieces in each of it. Like, there's so many funny parts in that movie. Like, they get separated, and then um, uh, Zoro wa- walks up, or Sanji like walks up because they got separated, and he sees Zoro sitting on the steps with with uh, Chopper. And, you know, they're, like, freaking out about trying to find the other crewmates, but then Sanji and Zoro see each other, and they go, oh, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. My thing is this, though. Seeing how we were talking about, like, you you were actually the one that pointed that out to me, that we've been to every, like, character. And you said, like, we feel like we need to go to Zoro's character. Now. Yeah, we haven't gotten much. We've gotten, I want to say it's, like, six total pages of Zoro's backstory. Yeah. And there is so much information in those six I pages. have a theory about why we haven't seen it, though, because I think he's saving up, because I think that that theory is going to come true. What? That he becomes a very swordsman? No. That, uh, I, I mean, a lot of people have the theory that Tishi is actually, what is her name? Queena. Queena. I don't think so. I do. There's no fucking way. She, I, I, I don't know how, but I, I just, I mean, it seems I really, pretty easy to me. I mean, there, yeah. there's a couple ways you can spell it out pretty fucking plain. Uh, the reason that uh, Queena and Zoro's bond is so strong is because Zoro looks up to her because she's a better swordsman than him when he's a little kid, even though she's a lot older than him and he doesn't really take that into account because he's an idiot. Uh, <laughs> basically, she's always beating him and he's, he's telling her, he's like, you know, you keep beating me, this is ridiculous, what am I supposed to do? You know, you're my goal. He tells her that. He's like, you're my goal. And she's like, well, you know, my goal is to be the greatest swordsman in the world. And she says, and she starts crying. This is when they're kids. And she says she can't because she's, she's a, a woman. woman. She's so, a woman. Yeah. And she says how her father always tells her she can't do stuff because she's a girl. And she's like, you know, you have it the best. You know, I wish I was you because, you know, you're a boy and you actually can do this and stuff. And Zoro, like, stands up and slams his foot down. And he's like, that's bullshit. He's like, you know... And, doesn't matter that you're a girl. He's like, you're still better than me, and blah, blah, blah. So then the very next day, she mysteriously dies. And the only the only thing we see of her is we see her laying, lying on, like, a floor mat, basically like a floor, like a bed, a traditional Japanese, you know, floor bed, padding, futon. thing, futon, whatever. And um, she's got, like, a rag over her head, like she's sick or something. And basically her dad's, like... You know, Kuina passed away, and Zoro's like, "There's no way that's possible, true." And and then he takes her sword and makes this vow that he's gonna be the greatest swordsman in the world for the both of them. Anyway, that's the only information we got about Kuina was her and her death. It was like 
for for all we know, her dad could have faked her death and made it look like she was dead to the point to where she would grow up away from the country wherever they are because uh, the place where Zoro grew up is the is the only uniquely Japanese looking place in, in the world of One Piece that we've seen so far. And some characters from the time skip actually look like they're from that same general area. So mm-hmm. And we actually know the name of that area now. But apparently that area is like super oppressive women. I mean, in a traditional Japanese sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, we don't know anything about Zoro's backstory. I mean, backstory. it could be that, you know, her dad told her she could never do that, but her conversation with Zoro sparked her going home and crying to her dad, and her dad goes, I'm going to fix this for you, and he fakes her death, and he sends her away. Who knows? So, but Tashini looks suspiciously like her, and she's a swordswoman. So, we, we can Occam's razor this shit. Yeah. Okay? Because the simplest answer is usually the right one, right? It's Occam's razor. So the thing is, why would Tashigi look exactly like Karina if there wasn't a story beat there? Oh, and why would they keep running into there. each other and having interactions? Yeah. There's something there. I mean, but... Very clearly. Then why would she join the Marines? Well... I mean, why wouldn't she? Yeah. I mean, but you see her interaction like Zoro, since Alabasta that her, like she seems like a completely different person. Well, here's the thing: Zoro never wanted to be a pirate. So <laughs> yeah. When they were kids, <laughs> whenever they were kids, that like the word pirate was not even in the vocabulary. The only thing that was in their vocabulary was swordsman. So if in their life, after whatever happened to Queena happened, you know the the path she took in life led her to being a marine, and the path that Zoro took in life led him to being a pirate, you know, potentially one of the greatest pirates of all time, and Tashigi potentially becoming one of the greatest marines, whatever. And, and I mean, she can still be a swordsman and be a marine. Like, yeah. That's the way that she can... Yeah. So that's the thing, That's the thing. like, just because she's a marine doesn't mean that it counts her out for being Queena any less, any more or less, like... I think it, I think it's pretty fucking unmistakable that it's Queena. It just the story is how like how is it Queena? I don't feel like the question is if because I feel like it's gotta be like mm-hmm. unless she has a twin sister or she was cloned somehow or something crazy. There like, could be some crazy Doctor Vegapunk theories. But but we don't know anything about Zoro's backstory. Like he, I can say as of right now in the story, I won't go into details, but uh, there are only two characters really that we that the backstory is like extra mysterious three technically if you count Frankie because like we know technically what happened to Frankie and how he was raised but we don't know who his parents were we don't know any of that we just know that he was an orphan like every other straw hat and he basically wound up being raised by someone who was not his father like every other straw hat yeah, we didn't even touch Frankie I'm like that's crazy he's just crazy he's just I love Frankie he's has a funny ass Frankie's character. my fucking favorite like I love him so much like he's like oh <laughs> I fucking super. I fucking quote Frankie probably more than anybody you say super pretty much at least a couple times a week it's my favorite dude like I I don't know Frankie just makes me laugh because he's like Popeye mixed with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, and just to think that he was connected with someone Collins. that was with Gold Roger. I yeah. can't think of his name. Big Tom? Yeah, Big Tom. Just to think, like, I don't know. It's like everyone's, like, I think, I don't know, because, like, we say that manga has, like, an, not like an abrupt ending, but it's like a satisfying ending. Like, you know, and it's like everyone's going to be connected mm-hmm. somehow towards the end. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to see... And, like, when you look at uh, some of their dreams, like, their individual dreams are, like, what interests me the most is, like, okay, well, Luffy wants to be king of the pirates. 
uh, Sanji wants to see they all, all the fish. They all blue. Uh, Zoro, the best swordsman, best navigator, Nami. And she wants to make a map of the world. And Robin wants world. to find all the pomegranates and yeah. cipher. Is that really her? No. I think Robin Robin wants to. Robin wants to fill the void sentry. Yeah. That's her. Well, I think that they're oh. hand in hand. But. Well, not not really. I mean, like it would uh, finding all the pomegranates would help her piece together about the the great weapons and stuff like that, but. The void century is going to be deeper than the pomegranates. Hmm. Especially since they're destroyed pomegranates. Yeah, so, and then, you know, like so you look at all their different connections, it's like, yeah. well, they're going to be ended up. And it's like, they seem to have, like, some connection, like, whoever you are with Goat Rock. Yeah. Sanji, I don't know. I do, kind of, but I can't say. There's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> There's a lot we'll of stuff. About it. <laughs> well, like you said, we'll talk about Sanji like in the next one. But with that being said, what and just because we're focusing on time skip, what was your least, not least, but what were you not expecting to happen? And what? No time skip. And the time skip? Yeah. Like before. Before. Or? Before. Like. Because, like, when they introduced the new world, mm-hmm. you were, like, I got kind of confused. Like, so, is it, like, a grand line still? And it's, like, uh, the second half of the story. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, it's, like, the real, like, the grand line's kind of, like, the staging area. And then the rest of the world is, like, the it's like the big leagues. It's, like, you come here to make a name for yourself. Okay. Like, you establish yourself in the Grand Line, and then you move you on the to the New World. The seas are more dangerous, and the islands it's, are more... It's more uncharted. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's but, like, for it to, like, for them to actually know know about it, and then for them to break it up, were you expecting that to happen? Uh, them to be separated up? And the, yeah. No, I mean, it's pretty much out of left field. I mean, I kind of, I knew it was coming. I... Yeah. I can't Once say I can't happening. say the thing that I was most surprised about because it's technically a spoiler. Oh well, it's a spoiler for. We'll talk. We'll talk after it, we oh, like, turn off the mic. <laughs> we'll talk. Well, like I said, it's it's really interesting that the show is still going on because, like you said, there's another ten years possibly. Oh yeah. No, I'd say it's at least ten years. Yeah. At least ten. Yeah. It's been going for. I want to say it was like three, 20 years? three and a half or four years ago. Someone asked Oda how far he was, and he said he was at like 65% or something like that. And he's been going at it since 1998. And it, you know, it's been a long time. I mean, like, and to be left of the big three, I, I don't know, I just call it the big three. Like, the other two have ended. Yeah, JoJo's. JoJo's is in there. Well, uh, JoJo isn't as popular. I mean, it's growing in popularity, but it's not as popular as... What the fuck do you mean? Maybe not, here? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm talking about J- Japanese manga okay. specifically, like the Japanese market, because... Not bad. JoJo's is immensely popular. It's extremely popular there. Yeah. I mean, like, you said, like, we were, like, you had, we had Naruto. You had that growing up. And, like, yeah. for everybody else, it was, like... Who like stood away? They were all just in the Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball, and it introduced. It's like, man, we had to like catch up big fucking time. And like I said, like that's how we met as friends. Like I remember, like he's like, yo, there's a lot that happens. I'm not gonna spoil the shit for you. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that you never spoiled it for anybody because, like, well, 
from what I'm hearing, Sean over here got some shit spoiled. But yeah, and that wasn't him. It wasn't me. It wasn't that was him. not him. No, I didn't do it. It was somebody else that was on your podcast. <laughs> really? Yeah. Who actually stood it, it was Seth. He didn't realize that I was into it. Oh, really? Yeah. I remember, though. I still slightly hold that grudge. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was, like, super old at that point, though. Yeah, no. I mean, this was... I mean, it was when I was you first getting really, into it, and that was only really a couple years ago. Blame so. him because it's like it's like saying, no. "Goku dies." Yeah, when? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like. Well, I'll be damned. Like, so, no way. No say, huh? That shit happens, and like I really want everybody to like. Would you? Would you recommend it like for a first timer? Anyway. 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 I think yeah, the best I mean, thing about One Piece is that it's the most un-anime anime and un-manga manga. Like, it doesn't look like any of its peers whatsoever. If anything, people mimic his art style. Like, yeah. like Hiro Mashima, like, it mimics Oda's art style pretty heavily. Whoop. And Oda's art style is like a spin on a couple different styles, you know, Nobuhiro Watsuki, Akira Toriyama, and... I mean, like, that was cool, though, like, you like you know that he had Tetsuka. some inspiration from Toriyama. Like, I think oh, yeah. I think Dragon Ball actually started, like, a big wave of manga. I mean, like, if you want to go to that, you could say, like, professional wrestling in Japan started it more than anything. I mean, like, it's, it's a series of being inspired by multiple things on occasion, like Super Sentai, you know, Ultraman, Dragon Ball, um, Gundam, all the stuff that I would have liked when he was growing up as a kid and stuff, you know, like, uh, Kishimoto from Naruto always talks about his two biggest in, uh, influences in his life being uh, Mobile Suit Gundam, the original Mobile Suit Gundam, really? and Akira Toriyama, his two biggest What the influences. hell? Yeah. How is that even possible? Yep. Uh, that was great. No, I'm just thinking, like... Well, when you yeah. think about the story of Naruto and you think about how it's these warring nations, and that's kind of what Gundam's about. Yeah. It's. I mean, it, there's, I can see that. There's a lot of influence there. Yeah, I can see it. I'm. I'm just glad that we know that. That, when he took that break, because you were the one that like you were the one that reading it at the same time. Were you really waiting for some big shit to happen? What do you mean the time? That's skip? that time skip one. Because like when you read it, like it says be back in four weeks or eight weeks. I'm not for sure which one it was. Did you feel like? <laughs> I don't even remember. To be honest, uh, I mean, like I said, anytime Oda takes a break, I'm always happy that he's taking the time. Yeah. But like you know that some shit's gonna. When he says two years, so when he says two years, you're like, oh shit, there's something. Really I mean, the whole thing was surprising. I, I mean, like because uh, other other manga had done stuff like that. Before, but people like, say Toriyama that's like, and Kishimoto both. People that. think that's a little cliche though. No, no, I mean it is now because like when there are other series that have done things like that, like. I mean, if you want to be frank with it, like, Araki did it before all of them. Because <laughs> Araki series is literally about, like, generations of, of a family. So there, there, so far, there have been seven time skips in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, yeah, seven time skips. Really? One was, mm-hmm. like, a... It's a dimension. time skip back in time. Yeah, I was going to say, like, huh? a dimension skip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Am I watching Space Nandy right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, there's been, there there are seven time skips in JoJo's, um, be they forward or backward. Um, Dang, like, yeah. so, that's just interesting. So, closing statements are is that there's a lot within the first half of this fucking 
There's a lot of stuff I didn't even talk about. No, like, yeah. like, what did you say? What did you miss? Oh, well, we I can talk about it next time. But what did you say? Like, just, like, I have a lot of, like, little things about, like, I touched on a little bit with Zoro, like, his backstory. Like, I have a lot of questions and statements to make about that. It would probably be easier to talk about it in the post-time skip episode. Yeah, it's just, because, like... It's, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff we're holding back, because... <laughs> like, both, all of us, I think, are holding back for it but like I said One Piece is so big that it felt like we couldn't do it all at once no because damn there's still a lot more to talk about no, yeah. and we didn't even really talk about the story arc so much either we just kind of no. we talked because about everything touched on our can, favorites but I think because everything connects with it yeah <laughs> we gotta well, go. it's such a big series like there's so much there is so a lot to talk about and we said like we talked about story arc your favorite arc is what you just said uh Owen Park Owen Park yeah. No, Water 7. Okay, we're you said, gonna... You said Drum Island. I said Drum Island or Water 7. Okay, so we're going to keep it at that. <laughs> Which one? Don't do this to me. <laughs> Our listeners want to know. No. Quiet man want to know. Um, Did you take my orange juice? <laughs> I, I guess... It's just whatever you want. Whatever you like. I'm going to say Water 7. Just water be 7. Thing. Okay. Just because of Saga King? I mean, not just, but, like, that that would be my deciding factor, because that is just one of the highlights of my One Piece I just think experience. it's surprising. I just never would have expected her to say. Water 7? Really? I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm going to mix it up a little bit. Hmm? I'm going to go with Sanji's arc. The variety arc? No, the one where you meet him. Yeah, the variety arc. Oh, yeah. I thought well, doesn't he, doesn't he technically have two arcs? I mean, we'll talk yeah. about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's happening right now? Yeah. What's happening right now? Is that technically the Zell arc? Yeah, we can say I that. I mean, yeah, I'd say, I'd say that's a... No, I'd say, it's the big, I'd say it's the big mom arc. Okay, the big mom arc. Yeah. Which you will find out. So, before we close, thoughts on E3, Sean, because I didn't get to hear from you. Um... Eh? I mean, it wasn't bad. I, there wasn't <laughs> anything that I was super like, but, I mean... Nintendo worked the show. <laughs> things look things look cool. I'm excited. I'm excited. There's some good games coming out. Uh, yeah. So yeah. everybody's ready. Give me Mario. Give me Mario. <laughs> and we're pretty sure to do this another time. Probably. Uh, I go on vacation soon, and probably after we see Spider Man. If that's cool with you guys. What, what is oh, it's that? Next week, isn't it? Oh crap! Really? Yeah, Spider Man is next week. Next Friday. Oh man. So yeah. This is a Word of Influence episode 16. I can't believe we're 16 episodes in already. Yeah. Cool. How many of these have I been on? Huh? How many of these I don't know. Three? You've been on more than three. Like four or five? No, I've been on three. You've been on three, yes. You've been on five, six? Yeah, you guys are cool. Like I said, I appreciate everything that you guys do to come oh, on here. Yeah. It's awesome. It's a good time. How was, uh, I know you went somewhere. How the song? They're good. They're good. They're good. Chasing chasing the Pacific. I always say it every time, but there'll be more reports soon. (laughs) More reports soon. (laughs) Gotta make sure. Eventually. We're getting there. there. Hey, man, music's fucking hard and it requires work. There's nothing I can do. (laughs) It takes time, money, and effort. I can't. Organizing four guys in their 20s. Well, yes. Great. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. I don't know. Yes, yes. Okay, I'm sorry. Yes, you're fine. Four guys in the 20s. <laughs>
Yeah, on, the, on different time schedules and going to school and working full-time jobs and all that. Well, we're doing it. We're making it. We're living the dream. It's yeah. not the dream that we want to live, but we're going to get there someday. It's the dream I want to live. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're going to... A dream where there's one piece. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Sets up for the one piece. Oh, man. In the name of the treasure. That's right. In the grand line. Are we really tired? Are we really tired? <laughs> Anyways, this is a word of influence episode sixteen. We've had fun doing this. We'll be more sorry guys that we only focused on the first half, but like we said, there's a lot to cover and we didn't cover a lot. We only made it to two hours, so there's actually more. Wait oh, until wow. the next <laughs> wait till the next one. You can catch us on Facebook. Leave a review on iTunes, SoundCloud. It will be on on YouTube soon, so just leave a review and see what you think. Peace out, guys.